0: Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for February 13th, 2021. My name is Dan and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. hey How you doing, Ed?
1: Honestly, not bad. Not bad. It's more the- rested today than before, so it's good.
0: Good to hear. And Noma. Hello there. How you doing, Noma?
2: Eh, pretty much the same. I'm awake. Life goes on. More,
0: <laughs> more awake than last week? Uh eh, let's not get crazy. <laughs> well, you gotta be when we're talking about the sequel trilogy today. With also, That also means uh, that... Uh, Noma, do you want to tell us what we're talking about today?
2: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like Dan said, we're talking about the sequel trilogy today. And, uh, you know, if you've listened to us before, you kind of already know what our views on it are, but... Uh, Dan has gone through a rigorous process of trying to make a list of topics that should be the good and bad points of Sequel Trilogy kind of all put together. So we should hopefully have a a very interesting and nuanced discussion as opposed to, you know, our normal back and forth, (laughs) which is is me and Ed screaming, No, it's awful, (laughs) but it's all right. No, it's awful. That's just you (laughs) saying that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. But uh
1: yeah. So <laughs> from my point of view they're evil. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> from my point of view, this sequel trilogy is evil. Well then Dan is lost. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. But uh yeah, so while we're going over this stuff, if you guys have any comments or thoughts or, you know, your own views, we'd love to hear from you guys. So uh I'll go over real quick the ways that you can contact us. And if I'm a little bit too fast and you don't catch it, no worries. We'll go over this again. Uh, a little bit slower uh, when we're finishing the podcast but yeah if you want to contact us we have our email which is voice at gmail.com we've also got social media on twitter instagram uh, that is at voiceforcepod, pod and you can find us on a whole bunch of podcast platforms so apple podcast google podcast soundcloud spotify basically all major podcast platforms and uh you know we got to do that little plug so reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility would really help grow our listener base and is definitely appreciated uh, i mean honestly they'll rate us anything you know we can take some criticism so
0: we would love criticism and, uh, because we have no idea of people liking what we're doing
2: <laughs> yeah exactly we're just kind of we're just kind of playing it by ear right now exactly but, uh, yeah you know and then as always subscribe for, the, for free for the latest episodes as soon as it releases but yeah with that out of the way uh let's get into the podcast
0: Yeah, let's get in to the discussion. So today we're talking about the sequel trilogy. And if you get upset with people talking about the good, the bad, and, you know, everything in between, um, and you, you know, don't really want to hear that, then this podcast might not be for you. Um, <laughs> just, just a heads up, because we're going to talk about everything um, that we can come up with. We did have some good feedback from people on uh, Reddit and Twitter. So we'll read some of their uh, comments and things out as well, just to kind of get a little bit of different, you know, ideas in here as well. But yeah, let's start off with uh, John Williams' music. And funny enough, he uh, had his 89th birthday uh, just recently. So happy birthday, John Williams. And mm. his music, I think, was one of the better things about um, the sequel trilogy. They It really had that, uh, evoked the, the emotion from um, like the original trilogy and prequel trilogy. It just had that, you know, that John Williams flair to it. The cinematic... Operatic, I guess, sound to it. I don't even know how to describe his music. I'm not a music person. I
2: mean, I mean, it's classic. It that's, is. That's, what that's, it is, that's right? a good I mean, way to put
0: it. Yeah, yeah. I also, also love Wars.
2: how you're, you're starting us off with John Williams' music because what are we gonna say that's bad about him? I don't know. The, the, that's <laughs> the good thing.
0: That's the good thing. The man, the man's an icon, and he's 89 years old. Guys, like, imagine in your 80th, like in your 80s, making music for one of the biggest franchises in the entire world. Still, oh, yeah, you know, and doing it for nine full movies. Not including, you know, all the other movies he's done for for Lucasfilm, right? Mm -mm.
1: And it's true, though, because you still have, no matter what new idea or what anything you want to bring, there's one constant that has to stay, and that's the sound and the feel of it. Mm -hmm. And for the sound, like, when you start off, you have to have that iconic sound. You have to have that throughout the movie, constant feels of that. And throughout all three, you do. And it's it's something that you shouldn't even need to debate or discuss when it comes to it. It's like, are you doing this? That's why I'm curious to see any film adaptation of anything in the High Republic. They've got to bring them back. They've got to keep them. Oh. Or they need to be composing things now, mm-hmm. considering, you know, Men mm-hmm. just had his 89th birthday. It's like, okay, well, you know, do like 10 years worth of composing for us, <laughs> you know? And then if you have to remix anything, go for it. no exactly it's it's something that has to stay
2: yeah yeah
0: no exactly right like i mean did happen with the other movies that he didn't like we had rogue one uh and also the mandalorian actually all three composers for that did kind of have that star wars feel that john williams brings to star wars mm.
2: i mean yeah yeah i was gonna say you know knock on wood i i pray nothing bad happens to him ever you know, I, I I hope he's one of the people that has managed to harness immortality and lives forever. But <laughs> I mean, he yeah, might be exactly, resurrected right? like
0: Palpatine in this movies. I movie. see. I'd be fine with that. that, <laughs> that Somehow
2: he's back. Yeah. yeah. Sith Sith sorcery. All by all means, well, Camino cloning. Whatever. I'll remember that that they have that. Unlike you know, Episode Nine. But um, no, exactly right. Like because it's so iconic and it, it it's. But, I mean, at the same time, you bring up a good point, right? Like Rogue One, uh, Solo, Mandalorian. Um, I didn't even notice that Rogue One had different composers.
0: Yeah, I think one was like, Michael Giacchino was Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. For for stuff like that where, you know, it's Rogue
2: One or Mandalorian and stuff like that that doesn't have them, I think at the very least then it's – and it seems like they did it, right? But it's it's crucial that you are at least – I don't really want to say aping from, but – kind of using that same style and and either use, putting your own creative twist on it but still keeping it recognizable as John Williams or just, you know, kind of just going off that as inspiration. Yeah, I think inspiration is a good just word just said for the it. same thing twice, but yeah, yeah.
0: I think inspiration is key. Like when I watched the behind the scenes with Ludwig, uh, he was talking about trying to keep that Star Wars feel to it, but obviously the Mandalorian has that Western style feel to it as well. Oh, yeah. So we kind of bridge that gap with whole bunch of different new instruments that have never been used in Star Wars before, which felt perfect for the Mandalorian, but also kept that mm-hmm. feel of Star Wars. But yeah, do you have anything else uh, that we want to say about John Williams' music for the Secret Trilogy? Yeah, it's great. Well, see,
1: that's, <laughs> that's the thing. But <laughs> well, that's the thing that's different with the Mandalorian, right? It's like, in all these times, we never had an actual Mandalorian style cinematic piece that's been dedicated to them. So you can get away with again, either remixing, changing, tweaking some of the stuff, and as long as you have that still Star Warsy feel, mm-hmm. you can add any sort of little mix to it that you want, and it'll still work, because it's, you know, whenever you have Jedi stuff, you have that, like, light, flowing kind of sound bite to it, where with anything with the dark side, it always gets that, like, bass and undertone
2: mm-hmm. kind of
1: sound, but when you have... You know, Mandalorian. It's just like, what do you think? Do you think big, deep chanting sort of thing? They did that with the clones. Again, they were trained by Mandalorians and all that. But you still think of them. So when you twist in this Western thing to it, it's just like, oh, okay, it becomes a piece of its own. And then at the same time, it becomes synonymous with like, oh, is there a Mandalorian thing now? Is there this now? Okay, what are you going to get the more of those standoffs, things like that, or is it just mm. him? So it's intriguing and it gives you cause for okay. Like we we're saying with season three, let's see if they actually jump into a whole war on Mandalore sort of thing. How is the music going to change? How yeah, is yeah. it going to grow out of this Western thing due to Williams' influence? You know?
2: Yeah, yeah, and and just to expand off Ed's point because yeah, he he pointed it out, and I I hadn't really thought about it until then. But yeah, every time it's light side, it's emphasis on strings instruments, mm-hmm. like you know, strings you and the... breezy kind
1: of things. Yeah, like yeah, flutes and. Them
2: yeah exactly but but uh when it's um but when it's dark side or empire or stuff like that it's usually uh kind of like brass tr- you know, trombones and
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh stuff like that so yeah exactly just keeping those themes i think is the most important part and then <laughs> did did i don't know who worked on the republic commando oh man uh, soundtrack but i i as soon as ed said that i was like i know what he's talking about <laughs> like i the, love them because the, the, the comes in right yeah.
1: yeah. exactly Exactly, and yeah, from that, that you see like of... it's all that oh, quarter, yeah. yeah, right, like, oh, want
2: that, yeah, you got to have that kind of like haka, like uh tribal chanting stuff. It, ironically, they they bring that back if you see the behind the scenes stuff where they're talking about how Tamara Morrison was, uh, yeah. uh, what's what's the one I'm looking for? He was he was doing like the haka, I think that's what it's called, right, haka, the haka. Yeah. Uh, the war dances yeah, yeah. Uh, before he would he would start filming so I mean even unconsciously That's- you know you're bringing that in just because and I, I love I love how that just, just perfectly went together right oh, like, yeah. you already got that, that tribal chanting from Republic Commando and then Morrison just brings it in as well like, I didn't just
0: I would never have thought that like Boba Fett as a character would have kind of like that tribal kind of feel to him but like it works <laughs> so well like when he was in that action scene yeah, um, yeah. Going, going because it just it adds to that uh, warlike tradition, right? Like it's, right. it's
2: different styles of chanting, um, but but yeah, it's that same thing. You get that warlike, you get that raw kind of primal fury that uh, just works. I think, yeah, exactly. It, it just blends so well.
0: One thing I want to ask before we move on about John Williams' music was: Do you guys have a favorite track? You might not know the name of it, but like when it was used, like I some iconic tracks that I've thought of that I really enjoyed are um, like Ray's theme. At the beginning, the scavenger theme, uh, and then we get the uh, the first order theme or the Kylo Ren theme. Those ones I did like. Oh, like, are da- we talking da- specifically da- about da- the sequel trilogy? Yeah, I'm talking Secret trilogy. John Williams' music oh. in this. Is there any piece of music that you really enjoyed? That's like. That's do stood out you mean to Kylo
1: you. Ren? Do you mean Kylo Ren, Episode Seven, when he's coming off of the? Um,
0: this, yeah, they use of- they use different uh, like first order kind of uh, music as well with Kylo Ren. But I believe that one specifically is Kylo Ren's. I don't okay. re- like. I said I don't remember the name of all of these or which ones are attributed to what. But um, those are the ones that kind of stood out to me a lot.
2: I will be completely honest. As much as I love them, and as much <laughs> as we were just talking great about them, I don't remember a single piece of music from the sequel trilogy. That's fair.
0: You weren't. You only watched them a few times too, so like you haven't watched them as much yeah. as the other ones so you probably don't have a a good uh memory about Yeah the that's that's music true special, I've, I've right?
2: watched I watched episode 7 once I've watched 8 twice my god which was a mistake well cuz I mean I had the the I'm just saying uh, it like the low
0: numbers here I thought it was a little bit more than that that oh, was like 3 okay. or, or no. 4 times but it's like oh my god well,
2: and so the only reason I've watched uh last last Jedi twice was because uh we had the 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 crew screening and then the next day I went to see it with my friends. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um and I guess if you're a new listener, I should point I I, I worked on the VFX and the three D uh version of episode eight and nine and uh Rogue One solo and Mandalorian season one. Um if you're an old listener, I apologize that I'm just, you know, saying this for like the 20th time. But No worries, just uh, humble bragging. you are talking about making <laughs> you
1: worried about your portfolio. Come on. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Humble brag. Um, yeah, so I've seen
2: episode seven once. I've seen episode eight twice. And I've seen I episode hear this nine man.
0: once. Hire this artist here.
2: <laughs> Depending on which company he's asking. <laughs> um, <to be> honest, <laughs> but, but, yeah, honestly, I don't remember a single piece. Because you were, you were saying, like, you're saying like, oh, which John Williams is good. I was like, oh, Duel of Fates, man. Duel
0: of Fates. Oh, yeah. That's 100%. a very iconic piece. <laughs> yeah, It's funny but enough, on not it. one of you from your favorite movies, right? Like, it's just an iconic piece of music at a very no, I, epic I, part of that movie. I, I love episode three. Um, Duel of Fates is episode one, though. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Darth Maul's fight. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: You're right. <laughs> yeah, okay, your license has been
0: revoked, now. Noma. You're no longer yeah, a Star yeah, Wars yeah, fan. Get out of here.
1: Dude. God,
2: come I, on! <laughs> I, have I seen? Well, that's the other thing. Again, right? Is have I? I I'm trying to remember. Now. Have I seen Phantom Menace since I turned 15? I would hope so. Oh, please, seriously? I don't think so. I've seen the scenes I like. I know that. I've seen. I've seen the pod race scene a million times. I've seen.
0: I know what we have to do, guys. We have to do a watch through for the movies. Yeah, right, we right. definitely do.
2: I've seen the the Obi Wan Darth Maul fight, which makes it, which actually does make it at, like. Uh, unforgivable that I forgot that it's from that because I've seen that fight scene so many times. Um, but I've probably seen the Anakin Obi One fight scene more. But yeah, I've honestly Phantom Menace. I only see the parts that I like. Really,
0: that's fair. That's fair.
2: Yeah. Same thing with Attack of the Clones, right? Like it's it's just the fight over Geonosis and then um, the end of the movie, basically, mm-hmm. that I usually watch.
0: And is there any music from John Williams well, what that about you? Their time on, on the... Sorry, did that again?
1: What about their time on Naboo? You don't watch that
0: oh my god <laughs> okay to be fair to be fair I really enjoy the music they that they did for Padme and Anakin like that yeah I, I, can't, really I can't remember what the name of it is but every time I hear it it actually brings like emotion like I actually like tear up and I'm like oh god this is such a good song um, <laughs> and then they
2: start reading the dialogue and yeah, everything goes you're
1: like oh god <laughs>
0: um, but Ed is there any music from the episodes uh, 7, 8, or 9 that you really enjoyed
1: um no, again, I'm kidding of, I'm in the same boat with Noma. Okay, it's like I've watched them, I know them, but either either I wasn't letting myself hear them, or I was just not paying attention. Like to not like the even music, spe-
0: especially kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it was more so that I was so annoyed with what I was seeing <laughs> that well, I. We'll get into that. Making- <laughs> and so from that, it was just kind of. It was kind of difficult to focus on anything that might have been worthy because the whole time I'm trying to see like take it from this in episode. Seven, I guess we'll get into that, so never <laughs> mind. But yeah, I'll, I'll get into that in detail a bit later. Well, okay. once we get to specific um, episode stuff.
2: Okay. I should also yeah, before we head on, yeah. I, I also just want to explain one thing. So you know, it doesn't sound like I'm talking out of my ass for the rest of the podcast. So. Like I said, I've only watched the, I've watched all three of the sequel trilogies less than half a dozen times at this point, mm-hmm. but I have gone back and so what I what I end up usually doing, um, like I do with episode one two and, and uh, yeah, just one and two actually, is I'll I'll go back and I'll I'll watch the scenes of the sequel trilogy that I like or the scenes that I'm not sure if I like or don't like, and especially with the sequel trilogy because I've had time to do this with the prequels. I do go back and I watch the scenes that I don't like a bunch. Like just, you know, find YouTube or whatever clips and just try to figure out why I don't like them. Because that's one thing that I, I, yeah, I think we all do, right? We I want to figure out what bugs me Mm -hmm. and what
0: doesn't bug me. And And You've seen those scenes probably more that times than I have. Yeah, so
2: if if, I... I watch movies probably
0: about four to seven times each. Oh, okay. Um well except yeah, for there, Rise of Skywalker. I've only seen that a couple times.
2: There there's a there's a chance that 'cause I've seen I've seen a couple of this yeah, I've seen a couple of, I've seen the throne room fight scene, like we were saying, I've seen that like a dozen times at least, because I was just going through and trying to figure out if I did like or didn't like it. Um same thing with the, the holdo hyperspace attack and, and all that kind of stuff, just kind of sifting through it. But I do understand if you if you are listening to me and thinking, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about because he hasn't seen the full movies you know enough times i mean that's fair I, I have gone through them and i have like i said looked at all the stuff i do and don't like but mm-hmm. not at the same time i get it i haven't watched the full movies in quite a while so there are probably things i'm missing in the whole picture but again if you think that let me know and then you know worst case scenario i just i go back and watch them again see how my opinion changes
0: i'm excited to get into the points from the people that uh, responded to us on reddit and on twitter um, just because I think they'll bring up some points that were like, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, just to kind of give us a different perspective, but, um, let's get into the next few things here. I just wanted to go through some of the topics that we're going to be covering. Cause I d- didn't do that at the beginning here. Um, so we have John Williams music, which we just covered, uh, some other things that we'll be talking about are specifically action scenes, uh, production and designs, the cast, uh, character arcs, droids specifically, um, story, um, the story between the three movies, uh, fan backlash. Uh, lack of merchandising both of those were topics that people suggested on reddit which is great Mm. Um, and then our personal opinion which is another one that was um, proposed on reddit as well just kind of like what would we change about it if we could Um, so yeah let's get into the next topic do you guys want to go with I'll let Noma you pick one and then we'll we'll go to the next one what one do you want to do
2: yeah I mean honestly I'm down to go through the next point you have which is the action scenes let's do it because I've definitely got some things to say for that which is I mean, you know, this is also why I said, if you think my opinion's flawed, let me know, because I'm about to start ripping into stuff here. There's, out of all the fights... So, Dan has a list here,
0: so it's... Uh, is, I think, uh, my most iconic ones that I saw. I would say, yeah. Uh, Maz Kanata's
2: Castle, Assault on Starkiller Base, Throne Room Fight, Ocean Death Star Fight, Final Assault on Exegol. Out of all of those, I've got a list of two that I actually... Well, I've got a list of one that I like and one that's mediocre, um...
0: So let's go with the ones that you didn't like first, and then we'll get into the mediocre and then the good one. How about that? Uh sure, it's everything except
2: for Maz Kanata's castle and the throne room fight.
0: That you so you didn't like <laughs> that I don't like. Okay, I didn't that's like fair. any
2: of the other fights. Okay. Uh the assault on Starkiller base. Like I said, I've gone back and watched that one. I so here's here are my problems with it. I don't know what's happening in the space battle, or it's not even a space battle, so the the fight above Star Killer Base.
0: That's the one in episode it's, seven, just like at the end of yeah, episode seven. Yeah.
2: It's like seven X-Wings fighting a swarm of like two billion TIE fighters. So I don't understand how they survive. In episode four, it kind of makes sense, right? You know, there's, they're surprised about the sneak attack, the scramble, which, I mean, granted, we could argue about the fact that I don't know why they're surprised about a sneak attack when they're attacking a rebel base. Mm-hmm. But with Starkiller Base, it's just like you're outnumbered like three million to, or not three million, but like a hundred to one. <laughs> What's happening? I know they lose a couple of people, but it's just—it's basically from from what I remember of Starkiller Base. It's like they attack, Tie Fighters are there. Ono oh were we're fighting. Smash cut to Poe just running through the the sh- much shorter tren- uh, trench run scene, and then blowing up Starkiller Base. It's just.
1: Yeah, because
0: they they, it they, perspect- they go they go into like the 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 part of it that you know stabilizes the whole thing, and then yeah, they blow a hole in it and they go in and they shoot the he shoots the inside of it and makes it out and they lift off right.
2: Yeah, yeah. And uh, and on on one hand, I'm also biased towards the scene because they blow up Ilum. And I mean as someone who likes yeah. the expanded lore, you blow up Ilum.
0: I think that's the one thing that after after we talked about that in that one episode of the of the yeah. podcast, I was like, What? Starkiller base is Illum? And I'm like, I guess it makes sense if the planet has crystals in it, but at the same time, it's Ilum. That basically yeah. just like that's where all the Jedi get their crystals or at least one of the main places they get their crystals.
2: Exactly, right? And at least That's... in the expanded universe, you had the things where it was like, okay, there are multiple different crystals from multiple different planets that can all power Ky- uh, you know, lightsabers. Mm. It's not just kyber crystals. There's a whole spectrum. But now in
0: new canon... It's kyber.
2: It's it's just kyber.
0: There are places and... that have kyber that are not on Ilum, um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, like Jedha and stuff yeah, like that, It's right? pretty but... unfortunate that they chose to make that ilum it was and it was like an yeah. afterthought too like they never mentioned it's ilum and then after in like the exactly. visual picture, yeah, they're like oh an... it's ilum and everyone's like wait what
2: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. right like i i think i'd be less un, i think i'd be less angry if they blown up hoth because <laughs> oh, at yeah. least at least it, unless they were also like oh hoth also has a ton of kyber crystals actually no nah, i would have been because then it, it's the same problem i have with the hosnian system where it's like yeah you're trying to make it important afterwards so what but it's the do? reverse, right? It's like it's it's just some planet that blew up. Wait, it was what? <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> what did you think Bart about like awesome? the? You said the throne fight you didn't like, right? I'm I'm neutral on it. Okay, it, it's
2: uh. So yeah, the other ones I'll go over really. I forgot there was an ocean Death star fight. That's I where, I'm hurt.
0: thinking. Um, yeah, Kylo Ren versus Rey. Right? Yeah. No. Oh, that one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so it was because like <laughs> they're fighting on. Oh, yeah. Sorry, um, they're fighting on the like the wreckage of the Death Star over the ocean, and like the waves are crashing up, and Finn's there and trying to like tell Ray to come back, and she pushes him back, and like they continue fighting and stuff, and then she, uh, Kylo Ren gets stabbed, and then she heals him and all that stuff. Yeah,
2: I I think it's a weird plot convenience that um, Leia dies to give Ray the win. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a little. A little, that was a little bit weird. I mean, you know, they have to tie it in with you know Carrie Fisher's thing, and I'm sure even if if by like Carrie Fisher's thing, pulled,
0: I think yeah, you mean
2: like Carrie yeah, Fisher passed away, yeah, tragically, you know. And I, I will also give it and Exegol because Exegol is just just madness, <laughs> right? Everyone's gone over the problems with it already. I won't, I won't, you know, beat a dead horse. We need navigation beacons. You can't fly up, you know, stuff like that. It's just. There's cavalry attack on a ship like, Wait, you can't just yeah you can't just flip the sh- you can't just start turning the ship so they all fall off i mean a bunch of things i'm not going to give episode nine a ton of flack because my biggest thing with episode nine is it's it's a garbage fire but what could it have been you need you literally have to cram two movies worth of plot into one because episode eight's plot is nothing it's literally nothing so you know jj abrams had a a lot of herculean task i think right yeah you have to try and make two movies in one
0: i think that's a fair and criticism. A
2: satisfying ending it's not so anyways yeah i don't have a huge uh, like i don't like any of uh, of the those fight scenes and the the desert one as well you know they fly now oh yeah the desert one
0: that was pretty iconic uh, the, i forgot about that one it, uh, again
2: i don't i don't like it why do we have unicycles when speeders exist it's just and then, yeah, a bunch of things. But again, you know, they're not good, but I can understand why. Are
0: you talking, like, the speeder chase, or are you talking about the uh, Kylo Ren's TIE Fighter versus Rey?
2: I mean, that's a whole other... Yeah, no, I don't like Both that one either. Yeah, I, was, I was talking
0: about when they're being chased with speeders. the speeders. They fly um, now! Yeah, that thing.
2: Yeah, they fly? Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? That, again, these have all been memed to death. Everyone's ripped apart how they're terrible. Um, same thing with, with Rey and Kylo Ren. You know, Kylo Ren explodes and he survives. And then... Mm. Ray gets a little bit angry and uses the dark side again, right? It's, it's, it's it's messy. It's sloppy, but I can't expect anything else from a movie that, or not, I can't expect anything else, but I will give it leeway because it has to make up for the fact that there's the second movie is, has nothing going on in it. And yeah, you were saying the, what I was thinking about the throne room fight. So I, I, if you've heard me talk about it before, I, I used to hate it. I used to think it was really dumb, and, you know, I watched all those breakdown videos where they show how the guards are, you know, purposefully missing, and it's just, it's not, it's, it, I don't know, the fight choreography's kind of all over the place. There was a conversation that we had where, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure it was you, Dan, because I can't think of anyone else saying good things about the sequel trilogy yeah, on this yeah, show.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, th- I think it was, I think it was you saying that you can only notice them if you slow it down and yeah, you are kind of analyzing that. the fight scene. And so that's why I'm kind of neutral on it. Cause yes, the, the. Oh no, you know what?
0: That might've been Bobby. Cause he, he did a lot of the, um, analysis on. Oh, fight scenes or right. something. Like I think it was yeah. him. But yeah, yeah so that makes sorry, sense.
2: sorry, Bobby. I'm, I'm, uh, giving Dan your credit <laughs> then, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, exactly. Like he, that's a good point and it's true the two times i saw it in cinema i didn't notice that
0: yeah i didn't notice it either and honestly yeah. in the moment you feel like there's a lot of things that rat like um at stake there in that fight
2: yeah yeah exactly and and so i feel like that's that's a yeah that's a fair point you you wouldn't notice that unless you're really looking at it so that's why it's kind of neutral for me now cuz it is it is a good fight scene it's just really really sloppy
0: visually it's stunning like the colors the um, the like the speed of the fight and stuff like that. I think everything, fits well in a movie together for sure. In that, in that scene,
2: and and that's actually why my favorite fight scene in the trilogy mm-hmm. is Maz Kanata's castle, because it it kind of pulls all those little strings that all the other fight scenes are missing together for me. Where it's, I mean, the the biggest thing, and it's the problem with you know Star Killer and uh, Death Star fight and a couple of other things is. I can tell what's happening right it's it's set up in a very good way. it shows everything that's happening nothing's really confusing it's good you know I like the action and all of it there's enough little jokes. I like the little scene when Hansel is trying out the the bowcaster for the first time um right those little things it's it's got fu- you know funny moments like that and then traitor obviously yeah, uh, yeah right Such it's a good just part. It, yeah, it's a good. It's a good fight scene. Everything makes sense. You know, it all flows very well. It looks cool. And like the That's, triumphant
0: you know, X wings flying in to save them, and everything was nice. Like, yeah, that was pretty cool you too. Get, and then you
2: get that shot where it shows why everyone says Poe is a good pilot, where he's just ripping through or uh, not X wings, where he's just ripping through first order tie fighters, right? Yeah, yeah. Just tearing them to shreds, and so it's that I think it all works well together, and. uh yeah, I mean, that that's another thing that I have with – because I love space battles. That's that's my big thing. This is why I like Episode 6 a little bit more than Episode 5 is just because I love – I love the space battle in Episode 6. And that's why I don't re- – that, you know, that's why The Final Assault in Exegol, really messy. Again, it's just a bunch of stuff's happening and then the end's kind of a uh, – uh, plot to me, Deus Ex Machina comes out of nowhere. I don't know, but Mascanada Castle has a really nice fight scene. It all flows together well. You get that little cool. It's too short. That's my only criticism of the Mascanada Castle scene is that the the air duels are too short. I wish there'd been more of that. But
0: when I watched yeah, that was... for the first time, the Mascanada Castle, the first thought I had because it was when Battlefront One came out, and mm. uh, we were playing that all the time, and it was basically my thought was, you know, this is how I feel when I'm playing Starfighter Assault and you're, like, on a <laughs> kill kill streak, and it's just Poe just yeah. ripping through all the TIE fighters and stuff. Oh, yeah, my God, yeah. you're just dancing through the air. It was pretty fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, um, yeah, that's basically all my thoughts on all the fights I can remember. So, yeah, like, you're, you're saying with all these fights, the thing that really got me with some of these fights, most of these fights, was that, um, like, Moscona's castle, the assault on Starkiller base, the throne room fight, like, they're all action scenes, right? Um, hmm. And for me, like, that's some of the highlights of, of these movies is the the action parts where everything is just going so fast. And like, in the moment when you're watching it for the first time or, you know, for the next few times, like there, you just feel like something's going on here. And mm. for me, like the throne room fight, like I said, felt really like there were stakes up at, at play. People were, you know, the two, Ray mm. and Kylo Ren, were um, basically trying to just fight for the lies and get the hell out of there. And I felt that when I was watching the movie. Um, mm. The final assault on Exegol, I would say, there are parts and pieces that I like about it. The Ray and Palpatine stuff with like Ben Solo and all that. That part of the final assault, not so much. <laughs> but I didn't include yeah. that in here for a reason. Yeah. Um But the the final assault with like the starfighters and stuff like that was quite mm. interesting. And with that, like the the most iconic scene that I saw there was the all the starships just flying in of just the random people, right? Which I like <laughs> I get that the story basis for that is not the easiest or best thing they could have done, but mm. I just love the the aesthetic of it. Like it just looked so cool, and we'll get into some of that stuff when we talk about the cinematography. But that was yeah. one of the things I really enjoyed about it. Is like there's just so many starships that come through there, and some of them, most of them, were randomly generated, like you said, Noma. Um, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I just it's... felt, I felt like, oh my god, like that. There's that, that hope that we that you wanted in that movie. Like I, I felt that at the yeah. moment.
2: My my biggest problem with it is it's just it. Th- there wasn't enough context or lead up to showing that that could be a thing.
1: Sure.
2: Because um, e- we go from episode eight being like, "Oh yeah, nobody came to our rescue. There's nobody there," and then all in in the span of a year, it's like, "No, the entire galaxy's behind you." It yeah, just, think, it, it doesn't It doesn't it was... feel earned.
0: The thing that they, they really hyped on was, like, Lando coming in. And he's like, yeah, these are just all people. And, like, he yeah. – it was, like, all the people he knew. But, like, it was far off, obviously, more but than that. It, but, like, even then they're it's all, just, like – Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: They're all just people. Then yeah. why are there, like, 200 cruisers that have shown yeah. up, right? That's not just people. That's, yeah. So I ha- I, I'm i willing to give it a suspension of disbelief to a certain degree because one yeah. of my favorite scenes like that that you're saying is Lord of the Rings, Ride of the Rohirrim in yeah. Return of the King, right? yeah, yeah. I, if I stop and think about it, there cannot possibly be that many Rohirrim left after Helm's Deep and everything that's gone down to do that fight. But it feels, yeah, and it feels, it's epic and it makes sense in the context. We're having an entire nation help another nation, you know, so at least then it kind of makes sense. But with the context that Star Wars have been giving it, I don't feel like it it pulls through.
0: Yeah, I think the one thing that really killed it for me for the final cell in Exegol, and it's just, you know, personal opinion of mine. Was that they killed off Snap Wexley and then (laughs) immediately just 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 to make it feel just to make it feel worse and he's a minor character but like why would you do that when like a second later all these starships come through like you you know what I mean it was just like ah he's dead and it's like okay yeah okay
2: it's 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 not
0: it took away from his death a little bit a lot put it that way Ed what were you gonna say I want to bring
1: up something about that whole hexagull all these ships showing up bullshit (laughs)
0: <laughs> He's not holding had, back today, I guess.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not going to hold back. He told us this was good, this was bad, this was ugly, this was whatever. Yeah. 16 hours at the beginning of the movie.
2: Oh, I so forgot about that. The timeline, 16 yeah.
1: 16 hours to do everything. Yeah. The, oh, the, all these ships yeah. that they keep saying yeah. they show up. They show up from everywhere. Did BB forget how long people have to travel in hyperspace for?
2: Well, I mean, let's be real. In the sequel trilogy, nobody cared about hyperspace logistics. It's the equivalent of of Game of Thrones suddenly going
0: from realistic traveling to to teleporting. Before we get too far in this conversation, I was going to say, can we hold that for the story part? Ed, is that cool?
1: Yeah, because we're talking about the battles and stuff. We're talking about right? the, Yeah, right? I, I, yeah I see scenes. what he means.
2: He's talking about the logistics of, of how we're yeah, supposed oh, no, to get this many people from across the galaxy in 16 hours. Did you have any yeah, points right?
0: about like the actual physical action scenes, though, for what we were talking about? The,
1: the, okay. First off, the Kylo Ren versus um, Finn fight.
0: In the, in the forest?
1: That shouldn't have been a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Because he should have simply just picked him up, snapped his neck, but, you know, plot armor, so he can't do that. Because mm-hmm. he wants to be like his grandfather so much. That should have been the first thought that comes to mind. But no, okay, so you want to engage him in combat. Okay. Again, should have seen two seconds, but, you know, savoring it burning his arm, sure. That's cool. But then the fight against Rey, another untrained saber wielder. Mm. People always bring up, well, you know what Chewbacca shot him. Yeah. <laughs> and again, he's that dark side user. I won't say Sith. Yeah. yeah the anger and the pain is like
0: what fuels him. That's mm.
1: supposed to be okay. Great, you just gave me more juice. I might yeah, be dying, exactly. but I'm berserking. So too bad for you. I don't care. Now yeah. Because
2: because otherwise, why do you hit your wound before you start fighting, right? Exactly. <laughs>
1: oh, let me let me stop myself from hurting you by hurting. Yeah. Me. No, it's okay. You you save me. I save you. You save me. I save no. That's not happening. <laughs> at that point. It's all it's murder time.
0: Yeah,
1: but then there was no murder time.
0: Any thoughts on right. Kanata's castle, or circular base attack, or throne room fight, or anything?
1: The, the funniest bit about that one is just like, I I think of that fight more in a Battlefront Two sort of way, which than one? like the actual Battlefront Two. Oh,
0: uh, which fight? It's sorry,
1: Maz's castle. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Maz's castle. But in the in the movie, it's just like it's so forgettable. Like I remember they show up. I remember traitor guy with his electro. Mm. Tonfa, I guess, come up and wreck people, but I was just like, other than that, I didn't care. And I think that was the most to say about like I did not care mm-hmm. for that fight. It was just like you need an excuse to leave there because you're not gonna leave unless somebody forces you out. Okay. Um the the battle in the throne room, I think was the first time I actually like sat up and paid attention in that movie. Especially because of what happens like either right before, I think. Is is this no death before or after that?
2: Uh, it's, it's before. The yeah. Snokega yeah, happens yeah.
0: right before, then the guards start attacking. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so you're kind of just like, oh, he's gonna do the whole old manipulation thing, to copy. copying, people. oh, that happened. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and then the fight, and it's just like, okay, these guys are interesting, but my problem is, with all that, and I'm, I'll get into that in the story as well, I guess, but yeah, that, that fight was the only time I paid attention, did I like it? I don't know, is my honest. That I've watched that, What were your thoughts? Do you
0: think? Were you, you? said you you sat up in your seat and you were really interested in it.
1: Well, yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. for, for
1: the sake of it's a fight, you know, yeah. And yeah. it's the first like
0: real real combat we see at that point, other than like space
1: and everything like that. It's on the ground. Yeah. Sabers are out. All I, sorts I
2: feel of like, uh, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're you're on the same page as me, right? It's neutral, where it's just like, yeah, it's it's a
0: good fight it's scene,
1: fight. but yeah. yeah, and that's it. And especially with going on together with oh, okay we're fighting now okay all this stuff is happening seeing seeing her do the whole like um ignite saber disengage saber ignite saber again sort of moves was like i'd be more impressed if i hadn't seen it five years ago and that was <laughs> that was or at that time it would have been three years ago but it was like all that i've been screaming for people to do that and it's just like i see it here and it was just like oh I'm disappointed I see it here, but I'm glad somebody's actually <laughs> implemented it. Being like, "Yes, do this; it'll work if you're skilled enough." And I stress that if you're skilled enough, because I think she was just like, "Oh no, I turned it off by mistake." Okay, it's back on, mm. <laughs> but it worked yeah. You know, it looked deliberate; it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that for episode eight. That and episode nine's well, episode nine's fight scenes
0: on Exegol again. and the uh, Ocean slash Death Star fight scene there. That, that, that I well, put down, at
1: least. No, actually, you know the fight scene, quote-unquote, I liked the most from 9? Was in that beginning shot, when Kylo is just running through that...
0: Oh, sequence on Mustafar.
1: Yeah, that was When, when
2: he moonwalk kills the Mustafar guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Like, for, yeah. for that set, I liked that the most. Uh, everything else, okay. again, is so forgettable in the sense that okay it's been a while since i've watched any of these i'm trying to bring up everything from memory and that's the first and only one that comes clearly everything else kind of like did this happen are you imagining this you think this happened but you're not sure and even when you when you guys are talking about the ravers kylo i can barely picture it in my head um and i guess the death star graveyard
0: Mm-hmm. That's the one where they're like kind of like on the the, on the scraps edge, right? of the Death Star, mm-hmm. you know, package and, like, the, and stuff like that. And like waves and yeah. around constantly yeah. Yeah. and rate or spin no, like, and, and, and
2: And you're right like I'm I'm there with I'm there with Ed. like I've seen that fight scene again a couple of times. And it's just honestly what I remember what, what sticks in my mind more is there's a there's a is a meme <laughs> that I've seen sticks in my my head more than that full fight scene does. And I've only seen the meme once, but there's a meme because it's done really well where, you know, after uh, Kylo has that conversation with weird ghost haunt where he he apologize he accepts his own apology because it's a memory in his head. It's stupid. Anyways, that's more plot stuff. But, you know, he throws the lightsaber uh his lightsaber into the ocean and there's an amazing meme where he throws the lightsaber into the ocean and general grievous runs past him and jumps into the (laughs) ocean (laughs) that's a great one and that sticks in my mind more than the actual fight scene does but before we move on as well um i hate this fight scene so much that uh it was scrubbed from my memory and it's also not on this list so uh since we've already started the salt flowing uh let's talk i want to talk for a second about the uh, fight scene out of all the movies that I think gets the Great award scene. for worst and most boring. No, actually, it's not. It's not even really boring. It's just terrible. Um, I, that usurps. I feel the episode one space battle because episode one space battle is kind of. It's it's just a little bit boring. That's my big problem with uh, the you know the the battle over Naboo. Yeah. It's just kind of boring, but at least it's not that stupid fucking dreadnought attack at the beginning of episode
0: eight dreadnought attack. that oh yeah where stupid they god I forgot about I that i hate scene.
2: that i yeah so did i because we were actually talking about positive things beforehand so i would forgotten about <laughs> it i if we want to talk about god awful scenes i hate Basically, that he just scene. goes
0: all in by himself taking out all the cannons and the bombers come in yeah yeah, yeah.
2: So just every it starts with the your mom joke a lot joke, of things there Yeah, Poe Dameron, best fucking starfighter. He starts with your mom joke. Really, that's just stupid. It's so just (laughs) the dialogue's bad, the context is bad, the action. Just I hate everything in it.
0: (laughs) That's a fair. That's a fair criticism. Like if you like, there's a lot in that in that in that scene in those moments that really doesn't sit well with a lot of people. Um, and and, i think yeah and i'll
2: I'll jump through sorry i'll I'll jump through like a plot list because if again if you're an old listener you've probably heard me talk about these things to death but the resistance bombers have a have the stupidest look i've ever seen in my life if you're in space you do not have it so that the majority giant part that people are gonna be shooting at is the main bomb hold area that's why the y-wings don't look like that. Speaking of which, why don't we just use stupid fucking Y-wings? Y-wings are smaller targets; they're not giant, slow, cumbersome. I get they wanted to do a B-52 in space, but those things are the those things look like they're the size of ne, of like maybe not Nebulons, but big. the they're big clunky um, boys. <laughs> they're, they look like they're the same size as I can't I can never remember the, that's the Gr something, but the the Rebel transports in Episode Five, right? The the ones that look like uh, kind of uh, ovals. Yeah, I can't remember the names of them. Their montal design.
0: It,
2: yeah, it's, it's the GR something, I believe. But they look, you know, they like that. You're taking us a, a, a literally unarmed civilian transport and you're being like, let's give it a bunch of bombs. And at the same time, it's like, okay, so we've got the, thi- the, the Imperial ship that is going to kill the fleet. Let's not give it any fighter support. Let's only bring the fighters when Poe's already blown up all the cannons. Let's not give it any capital ship support either so the bombers can just you know, get in there and still somehow they managed to kill all of them, but one, I, I honestly see my thing is I don't even hate the, the, the bombs fall down in space. I can kind of under, I can suspend my disbelief enough to be like, Oh, they fall in gravity and they just, the momentum keeps going, whatever. It's just everything else doesn't make any goddamn sense to me in that fight scene. Yeah. And also you have your one shot with the charged up cannon <laughs> and you've got two targets. You've got the ship that all the rebels are on and you've got an abandoned base. Which one do we shoot? let's shoot the abandoned base that everyone's already evacuated mostly out of. Yeah, there were still, like, three people there.
0: But it's, like, it's ju- just... A lot of plot inconsistencies in that one. Exactly. And I don't, ex- you know... Well, no, I no, shouldn't
1: no, that much
2: more from from Rian Johnson. I mean, there's a whole thing where... I don't know. I, I feel like he gets a little bit too much credit for certain things. We'll go into that in the plot. I've got some problems with Looper, but it's just it's it's so messy and it's so sloppy and it's just there to be a big explosion spectacle and i hate it and it's just ugh, everything about it is is that that is easily the worst fight in in the sequel for me and i will also say this because i understand a lot of work went into it and a lot of effort so if you're if if by some chance you're someone who uh you know listed or who worked on that scene i'm not trying to to attack you directly keep in mind technically and i'm not i'm not gonna say like oh uh, you know this makes me immune to it Te- i worked on that scene too i worked on some of the, the shots in that scene i did uh, a few shots with bb8 when he's doing the whole um i can't even remember Was something goes wrong in pose ship and he has to like hit all the buttons at the same time i, I did some stuff with that i'm so i'm not even saying oh no i, I i'm immune because i worked on it too no no, no. i worked on like a two seconds of it whatever i'm just saying you know, I I hate this in the context of it, but if you worked on it, I don't hate you. But yeah, either way, really don't like that scene.
0: Yeah, so the one thing I wanted to say with the assault um, on the the dreadnought there was you were talking about the bombers and stuff, and the one thing that mm. like I like it was just so like not tactically thought out was that the bombers are all right next to each other; they're not spread <laughs> out. So when one goes, they all go, which is awful. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that's just the one point I wanted to make. But let's no, that kind and, of that and, kind of goes into story too.
2: And and I mean, no, you have a good point too, right? Because that's also, I mean, yeah, we want to make a B fifty two in space. Cool. You realize that uh, B 52s were higher than. 10 meters above their target right yeah and so like that's just the one thing that i scream in response that it's like yeah they were above (laughs) the clouds because they understood it's a giant hunk of iron that anyone could shoot down if they could see it yeah but let's get into the story though
0: uh do you want to take the kind of story uh yeah yeah. so so for story we're just gonna we like
2: like said, dan's got some awesome notes here so it's just going to oh, mostly be talking about it. the- <laughs> it's just going to be talking about i mean again all the things that you guys have, have probably heard before but just our takes on it the the kind of weird storylines, the original episode nine being kind of different the the weird things that they pulled in episode nine that uh the resurrection sith fleets og characters how they were treated especially the og characters any of the retconnings all that stuff Uh, the fact that the novelizations had to kind of come back and add a bunch of things, all that kind of stuff. So, Ed, uh, I'm going to pass this to you now because you had the uh, couple of points that you had in the action
1: scenes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what do you think of the story? My God. Um, I would be jumping all over the place because chronologically I'd I'd do my head in, just trying to go from point to point from seven to eight to nine. Um, Yeah inconsistency is a huge thing and with six other movies plus solo plus rogue one in our heads you can kind of shape where things are and how they'll progress when you hit seven which they hit the reset button okay sure so you have some sort of goal in mind you immediately throw that away when you bring in a different director for the next one and then realize oh no he's ruined your vision my god we should have known, <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. And so you get weird, weird plot points, like the whole hyperspace jump, micro jump things. And you see, you see, apparently they've got some paths ha, 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 to be able to do that <laughs> because yeah, you should not be able to do that. Mm. And that, that being said, one of the biggest problems I had, and I actually talked to a coworker about this because he pointed it out to me. He was watching it right on there and he came up to me and he's just like how are they able to do this and i was like what are you talking about he's like how are they able to get all these ships to exegol all of these oh yeah and as i'm thinking <laughs> but i'm just like no no he's he's right how yeah because i'm trying i'm sitting there and of course trying to justify well like, you know hyperspace and everything and i'm just thinking about, about hyperspace travel and time and to get from duxon to Typhon, you'd have to go this and it'd take this long and then to get to Onderon you'd you have to hang on Okay, so if they're coming from X, Y, Z, location, wherever, and we've had 16 hours from the start, well, we're into the, you know, this is the neg- the two hours to D-Day time mm. right now, and they're already there, but no, they're there after spending all this time trying to find the route to get to Exegol. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, they would have had to tell everybody else two to ten hours ago, of where to go, so they can get their ships outfitted, get their ships fueled up, because as we see with everybody else who has to launch into a fight or anything like that, all this prep has to be done and everything mm-hmm. has to be done, it's, and that's on starfighters. Excuse me, can you imagine on a actual star, or like a destroyer or any sort of big cruiser class ship, where you need? so much prep time you need x amount of people to be able to fly this thing you've got freighters and all this stuff nobody's Mm -hmm. going and doing that oh i'm a single guy flying this thing right now you've got a crew so you gotta get them together exactly
2: plus then you also have to factor in the time that lando took to get to all those places
1: on top of that yeah not just anything over the holonet because anybody can intercept that right yeah no, they had to get the people to tell them and then go to the next thing and tell them and then go to the next thing and tell them and you guys go tell them and you guys and then we'll all get there at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Where's your staging point to get to all reach up to to then jump to this spot? So not only is that taking a bunch of time, you're then having to meet up, discuss when you're gonna. Okay, at four twenty four fifty two, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. we're gonna jump. We all Everybody jump. Everybody do it. Exactly.
0: I think the exactly. biggest so that thing we... that this this suffers from, and it would fix a lot of that, is that they gave themselves a timeline exactly. to like exactly. a time limit. They,
2: they put in a ticking time bomb when they didn't need to it because is... then. The, and then there's another layer on top of that which mm. is how did they get through the red cloud
0: right because it's, it's another, really hard for people to right, get through it, without the it's, Sith.
2: it's it's yeah exactly it's super hard for one tie, tie fighter or one x-wing to get through it yeah and yet cruisers, cruisers can get
1: through it yeah <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> please read that issue yeah. because i okay. need to uh, say uh, this all right but oh my god yes exactly and to have all these things come through and you know what, no damage whatsoever, and then show up here. At the same time, we're here to save you. Just at the perfect time when Paul's like, oh, no, no hope. Yeah. No hope. (laughs) Then there's always hope, kid. Don't worry that. Like, that was why they wanted to do that. It's the the Luke moment from episode eight with the whole, like, dust off the shoulder. What else is that? And And, and I've
2: heard heard Mm -hmm. one defense in its in it so far, which is that once you're through the red cloud, then everything can follow your hyperspace signature to get to there. In which my response when I was having this argument was, then why doesn't the beacon just let you go to h- hyperspace past, past the cloud? It.
1: Thank you. It, it doesn't it make, doesn't like, make sense. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, sorry. It's like it's not even that it, it doesn't make sense, but it's just like, it's just, what's the wh- how can you say that? Where it's just like, oh, once they're past it, you can go. Yeah. So 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 I get that yeah, Axical is a secret place or whatever that is, but it's just like you can't jump around it and yeah, then go well, from another side. Remember though, this is
2: the same planet where you need a nav- apparently you need two navigation beacons to understand that the fleet needs to go up. Mm. <laughs> so mm. who knows? But yeah, I think I think the biggest problems with the sequel trilogy's plot come down to really two things. Mm. And it is ironically, one of them is something that a lot of people had problems with with the prequel trilogy, which is that it's all spectacle over substance. Yes. But yes, taken to an even that. further degree. But I see. Least... Sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, because uh, at least in the prequel trilogy, there was a story. Granted, the dialogue was all over the play. Well, it was, you know, what everyone makes fun of. Yeah but at least the story always connected and you could see the points coming together with it with the sequel trilogy it's all over the place which stems from i think the second problem which is and it still baffles me that they decided to do this them taking the dc approach of just being like throw directors at it just throw names at it and they'll figure out how to do it instead of you know the fact that they were they are in the same you know family as marvel Which showed if you sit down and you plan it and it all works and it makes sense, people will love it. And then just in case they didn't understand that, Mandalorian comes along and proves that that's still the case. If you have people who understand it and make a concise story and work as a team to create something that all meshes together, it works so much better than just throwing big name directors at it.
0: I have a really good point for this, quick. Mm -hmm. And it would solve this issue before it even began is you know they have something in place for that and it's called the Lucasfilm story group and there are amazing people on there Matt Martin, uh, Dave Filoni, I believe um, uh, Pablo Hidalgo's on there and a lot of other people that I can't remember the names at the moment uh, sadly but they are a great source for Star Wars canon they know that 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 mind of, of those people on that panel have they know a lot about Star Wars they know all the story points they know what fits what doesn't and when someone wants to write a new book about Star Wars they'll allow them mm. to come to them and say hey here's my idea can I do this and they'll say you know what it conflicts with this part of the timeline so you might have to move it up a bit or move it forward mm-hmm. a bit and you might have to change this in a counter with this person or how you describe this one thing but they, they kind of they vet these stories right and so yeah. the thing with these three movies is like, I feel like they just, I don't know if this is a fact or not. I I didn't do a lot of research into the behind the scenes, but like, I feel like they just kind of over blew the Lucasfilm story group. And oh because because it's it's uncharted territory in the movies, there's nothing that they couldn't do, right? So I I guess they're just like, let's just go do something and see what happens, right? See,
1: it was, and from Disney's pure standpoint on this, it's pride. That's all it was Mm. because like, Noma, like you said, because they're they have that marvel whole thing that did really well they're just like oh yes we did that we could do anything and it came to star wars it's like this is already so established and you say it's uncharted territory i will give you that for the high republic for hmm. for the sequel trilogy it's not Uncharted. Well, Uncharted
0: oh, yeah. for the movies is what I mean. Because like, if you're writing a book between episode four and five, there's things you can and cannot do in between those. That's what I'm saying, right? You're s- kind of stuck between those two movies. Whereas seven, eight, and nine, it's just yeah. seven, eight, and nine. The books but, are there. But I, but, I, but I see
2: what Ed means. Cause cause it's, it's, what, not, yeah. uh, it's technically not Uncharted because they've got the expanded universe. Right,
1: they, exactly. And first hit for yeah. the Pride was to eliminate that. Exactly. Because yeah, the fact say. that you have that. You don't want that because you want to do your own thing. But you don't want it to conflict with all 10,000 different other things. So you're just like, you know what? Just get rid of it. It's not ours.
0: So we don't want it. The biggest thing between Disney Star Wars and like the expanded universe Star Wars before it became Legends is that Mm. there was a lot in Star Wars Legends that didn't maintain continuity. There are things that contradicted each other a lot just because there was no Lucasfilm story group at the time. But sure, going into canon, like this whole thing here, you guys are Mm. right. A lot of the time, they didn't want to, like, for these movies, they didn't want to use things that were from the past, from the EU, from Legends. And that really suffered a lot for, like, these movies suffered from that. Whereas if we see but, the Clone Wars, we see Rebels, we see the Mandalorian, we bring Thrawn back, we bring Bo-Katan back, we bring all well, these yeah, characters. Oh yeah, but
2: that I, that, I argue, is different because the people who are bringing those characters back know and love the extended universe. Also part of the
0: universe. Star Wars story group, right? Dave Maloney worked on for, all of those things.
1: Yeah, and see for the Marvel thing, they brought in like Feige and everybody mm. to really look through that because they have that knowledge already. For the sake of anything, even if they didn't, they should have had a team that Disney hired themselves to fine-to, really fine-tooth combs exactly. the entire EU. Yeah, yeah. You may not like it and you may not want it, but it's got stuff there that will help you. And if you have to they borrow, knit- the better exactly yeah, and if you exactly. had to nitpick because at that time you're still giving yourself knowledge about this era and a kind of sense of okay the jedi are gone the sith are gone everything's rebuilding how exactly did they rebuild we didn't even get that because mm. if you wanted to show that in seven you feature Hosni and Prime right away you don't feature Jakku you don't feature <laughs> all that stuff why does you everybody want to go back to Jakku <laughs> because, because you're trying to set up Rey as your all superpower right. thing it's like no we know she's new, but the fact, that, and that goes to show you how much more they were just like, look at our new guys, look at our new guys, but they can't hold up because we don't know anything about them, so we gotta bring our old guys back. Mm. No, start we, yeah. off with them on Hosni and trying to set up a bunch of things and get to a point where just like, I don't know what to do anymore. And then, oh, look, transition to some other place. What Where are we going to yes. find this hope? And then, look, Rey. And you have that yes. introduction to her yeah. and all that. Because you've actually gone through being like, yeah, they're at a loss because they're confused about what all what you're looking stuff.
0: for. An uh, actual story sorry? setup. There's a setup.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And it's not hard to do because then you know you have Leia already. You know you have Han and you know you have Luke right? Luke can still be off doing whatever he is after the whole thing. That's fine. Mm. But show Hosnian. Show what they're trying to do. Show why everything is in such dire straits. Then you can show the First Order and you show the the, all the... Because look at how um, Episode 4, they again, complete copy. Rusty planet everything like that. But that was the first movie. You can do that. There's nothing. We know nothing. So you're showing your hero, the little boy on the farm. Who's gonna go off and do other things and they explain it as things goes on Mm -hmm. and they build him as things
0: go on. With Leia on the Tantive V4 and Darth Vader and all that, right? Like that's a big that's the setup for then going to Luke.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Because you show the problem, you show the the stuff that they need to deal with and they don't know how and they don't have any hope, then you show the And then chance comes
0: along and then you get Luke.
1: Exactly. But no. Here's Jakku, and here's this thing, and here's this random person think, with a stick.
0: I think the the one thing about this this sequel trilogy that really stuck with me is the quote from uh, from Finn is Why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? Like that is like <laughs> essentially yeah. But that's good. But
2: it's right as well because just with that building, I also I, I, this this episode's slowly going to turn into the Noma covers his ass episode because I also <laughs> want to say before I get into this, because uh, just because I mentioned I did work on this stuff, I don't. I, did, I don't know any of the behind-the-scenes workings on it. I don't know any of what was happening. So don't hear what I'm saying and be like, at oh, know he them. knows because he had insider knowledge. <laughs> yeah, don't not know. know. I knew nothing. I was, if you ever see the, those uh, those documentaries where they show all the dudes sitting in a dark room working on computers for the visual effects, that was me. That was all <laughs> the input that I had on that movie and all the knowledge I ever got was mm-hmm. I was just sitting in a room looking at stuff. So, for some of those yeah, movies, it was just
0: I'm... the 3D. Like, you didn't even do VFX for... Yeah, trilogy, I didn't right?
2: work on VFX until Mandalorian, right. and even then, right? Like, I, I had no idea what people were talking about. I didn't know – I didn't ever see John Favreau because uh, I was – you know, I was in Canada. He was in the States. Wait, you
0: didn't, but you yeah, didn't meet John I, Favreau? No, no. I've only ever met Dude, one – get out of here. That's director. the only reason I thought you would, should be on this podcast. <laughs> like, what the hell?
2: I've been lying this whole time. <laughs> but, yeah, no. So, yeah. again, as I'm going into this, these are all just things that I, uh, I am get, saying and getting from the same information sources that everyone can get publicly online and my own opinion is based on that anyways now that i've covered my ass uh <laughs> yeah going into it because it's got a, a great point right there's no information on anything i no, i didn't know i don't think anybody knew when we watched the movie it was Hosni and prime blowing up even more basic than that i don't e- i still don't understand after watching the entire trilogy why i'm supposed to be afraid of the first order i don't even understand how much of the galaxy it's they because control. they can they fly now control- noma yeah, it's because they can fly now. <laughs> and uh, they have a guy making love, a Nazi... I love your passion.
0: I love your passion. Both of your passions just, for this is... I love it. It's so good. It's
2: just... It's because I've had all these... Like, I, and I've I've had all these arguments... Because yeah. I've got a couple of people I know who really like the sequel trilogy. And I've got some some fools, in my opinion, who keep saying that episode 8 is going to be the new episode 5. No, it's not. It's garbage. Um, but it's because of...
0: Yeah. face. Ed's face in the, in the, <laughs> the video. <laughs> Harris. The, uh... that kind of <laughs>
1: out <horror laughs> <kick laughs> <because how>, And <laughs> you remember when we were talking, all talking about our favorite movies? Yeah, yeah. How dare they even try? Yeah. There is nothing in Episode Eight that is close to "I am your father." Exactly. Especially for the. I that think the out. biggest thing for them is like <laughs> the,
0: the the approach on crate is very similar to the approach on Hoth. I think that's the biggest thing for them. is what they're talking yeah,
1: about. <laughs> oh, great! We have big walking th- another yeah, copy. Seems- Another it's, it's, I
2: don't know. I've had this argument. Ironically, it was people that I used to work with um, that that were just like, "Oh, it's it's so subversive and daring." Blah blah. blah. No, 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 no. And I've got plenty. There's yeah, good arguments And there's just like subversive, just exactly. for the sake of being there was, subversive. Uh, there was, yeah, there's Avengers: Infinity War subversive, and there's Looper subversive, which I've I've got a whole thing I can go on with with Rian Johnson. Where uh, it's we'll just skip like, that
0: for now. But yes.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it ties into the plot, but base, in a nutshell, I'm just going to say it's basically, like, his stuff, it looks visually really good, and it works really well, and then as soon as you start to look at it, it all starts falling apart. That's my my basic <laughs> argument with Reed Johnson, but it's that same thing, right? And I, so the argument that I keep having is, people, like, I say, I don't understand why I'm supposed to fear the First Order, I don't understand how far their influence is, I don't even understand why they're so bad outside of, you know, Nazi speech in Episode Seven. Exactly, child soldier recruitment so like you get those right but you don't see their effect on the galaxy
1: and until they at the end when they blow stuff up and it's like oh you you can do that but do you have people stationed on ground are you subjugating people is ryloth again under some kind of bullshit is is kashyyyk nobody knows because nobody knows anything about and they're in secret hiding for years
2: yeah and so so the response i uh, that i've gotten a lot when i say that is well they didn't show that in the original trilogy? And it's like, yes, because then they didn't need to because you are slowly building this universe up, this original universe. And so it you can just give overarching statements like the Empire controls the galaxy. Sure, that makes sense at the time because I don't know anything about this world, but now I do. And now that I understand that the Empire was defeated and I've had two movies to see and like, just talking about the movies, not even expanding the universe, I've had two movies to see how far their influence is and how they operate as a society and why they're to be feared. You cannot then just go to the next movie and be like, look, it's the badder empire. And I'm like, why are they badder?" <laughs> uh, Snoke. Yeah, exactly. But I need to see it, right? And you, they try to show it in the beginning with Jakku. Oh, no, they massacre a village. And it's like, okay, but can I then see a galaxy map where it shows that the First Order has taken over half the galaxy? Maybe? Because yeah. then at that point, yeah, then then. Well,
1: like, was doing that, too, to, 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 to a your greater point. scale and greater extent. Yeah, These guys are just across just the look, galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Well, to th- your they point, look like, like Sorry, go
0: ahead. I just want to say, to your point, like, even in the comics, even in the books, the First Order is not fleshed out. And, like, even where you do see the like the you know we had comics that took place right after episode seven into episode eight like in between that little time frame that we had there where they're trying to escape and everything right and not get killed as a as a um actually sorry in between episode eight and episode nine i believe um and we get like things of like you know the first like they go to this planet and there's aliens there and they're just like hey like we need help can you help us and they're like we'd love to but you know the first order is really strong and stuff and then You know they leave and then the empire the first order comes through and just like raises the place but it's like you don't see how big their thing like their 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 reach is because they don't show it at all and i think that's a that's a really good point where you say that they're big you say that they're fearsome but at the same time it's like they at the end of you know aftermath where at the end of battle jakku they are this remnant small little thing that flies off into the unknown regions and then they just come back out of nowhere you know, in, a, in another novel we get a little glimpse at that they've invaded, um, they've kind of inserted themselves secretly into the new Senate when it's the new Republic. Um, but with with that, like, you don't really get to see a lot of the, the things we got to see with the original trilogy or even even the CIS in episode one, two, and three, um, mm. where you see that other side and you see what they're doing and you see these battles that they're getting into and they, they built up, like, there is a huge fleet. And they are this big, massive army. Whereas we see with the, the First Order, you know, they're these small things and they have Starkiller Base, which is like their main holdout, right? And then it gets eradicated. And then we mm-hmm. get pulled into Exegol, which is not the First Order. It's the Sith. It's the Sith Fleet. It's the, fir- yeah. it's the Final Order is what they call it, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah it, whatever they wanted to do there, whatever. But the Sith Fleet versus the First Order, they're different. Like, you can tell because the Sith fleet follows Palpatine. They know he's alive. They are, you know, being trained on Exegol for, you know, doing this galaxy-wide eradication of an oppression of everybody. But Mm. it's just, you don't see the First Order being the First Order unless it's Kylo Ren or it's, you know, General Hux to a degree on, you Mm. know, Episode 7 where they destroy Hosnian Prime, which honestly was a pretty chilling speech. You know, like, you could see his... His passion and his his I don't know his brain is I don't know what the yeah. hell you call it. like his, his, his devotion. He was indoctrinated, but then yeah, yeah. then you get him in episode nine, and he flips, and it's like but well, he's well, he's well, the let's let's not even go
2: that he, far. He's the let's guy. let the fact that he has they, they you get this figure who it looks like you're setting up to be the next Tarkin,
1: but see yeah. I do I do agree, and the weird thing I'm gonna say with that is that the first order almost feels like a second iteration of the grand army of the republic Mm -hmm. just on the other Mm -hmm. side because it's still being controlled they don't know they're being controlled right instead of being microchipped this time again child soldiers take all of them from and just indoctrinate them into this they don't know why they just Mm -hmm. think they're 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 succeeding the empire at this point But it's just like, no, the Empire's still there. They just can't show themselves right now. So you guys gotta run around and create chaos and throw the galaxy into disarray so that when we're ready to come through, everything on all infrastructure is so tired. They come through, it's like, oh it's the Empire again. Well, at least we were kinda okay under them. Yeah, some (laughs) people suck, but okay. He's back. Palpatine never went, and he's our glorious leader once again, kind of thing, you know? It's like if they were trying to go that way. There's so many better ways to show that. I mean, and, there's and, if you're yeah, setting up. Palpatine... And then you also
2: say as well, just with uh, your thing with Hux, is like let's not even look at at that like you know that episode nine thing. We can go even earlier than that because like like you were saying, you have him and he's passionate and he's got that loyalty and he's got that drive. He's scary. And,
0: That's scary. Yeah.
2: You're setting him up to be the next Tarkin, It looks like, right? He's going to be the the charismatic, ruthless leader of the First Order. And then in the next movie, they turn him into a joke. In the first scene,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: they just immediately just kill all of the character that they built up in him. They phasmed him.
0: To, yeah, be, to exactly. be fair with with Hux, yeah, we didn't even talk about phasma yet. Um, no, because what Boba, is there to talk about? Right. It's
2: it's Boba Fett with less stuff, yeah. and it's such it's. Yeah, so, it's such
0: it's a shame. waste. With, with with Hux specifically in the books, like he is, he's got daddy issues. It's saying it lightly. <laughs> he's like his dad, Brendel Hux, was one of the um, founders of the First Order. He was one of the last Imperial officers alive, um, and so he, Brendel Hux, hated his son. Like like just obviously, he just put him down all the time. Fucking hated him, and Hux now he's in the first order he's trying to prove to himself that he is better than that and he is you know prove his dad wrong that's basically hux's character in the book like yes yeah, that's, and that's see, from his, his kid going how up how are
1: you supposed to okay it, sorry yeah it doesn't <laughs> no, fit with I, yeah. his character is what i'm saying no and i wanted to say this before we even started we should think of us as giving because i know dan you've read a lot of the books for the sequel trillion, all that, but if yeah, you were of to this. do this of the, from the perspective of the casual viewer who's only seen the movies and there's no yeah. books whatsoever, no how in the flying other world are you supposed to know any of this about the talks? Because then nothing told you about it, you just think that's how, like, how we were saying that's I how it's fine with is. the movies
0: not having it because they didn't have it for Tarkin and you didn't need it for Tarkin, but Noma's right in episode eight, they cripple him they exactly i mean, I mean like if in episode nine they literally cripple him and then kill him but episode yeah. eight they they literally take his character out from under his legs and it's like yeah. he can't recover from that
2: and, and that's yeah and that's kind of my yeah. thing right Where sorry I'm, I'm, we're it. all cutting each other off now but yeah that's kind of my thing right where it's if you're if you're using the book arguments or sorry plot points from the book to try and support the movie. I don't think that really works because it's like band-aids, right? You have these things that come out and
0: first. It doesn't and add then, to his character to a good point. Like it doesn't make his exactly, character more yeah. more does, evil it, or more bad or whatever yeah, because sir. in the yeah. end he turns to a good guy and then dies. Yeah, exactly, right?
2: And he's I mean, a good just, guy. He was just,
1: just saying through
0: this. Yeah, yeah. He, honestly, he just was just the like like. Yeah. Sorry, go and, ahead, and, no, I'm... You know, and, and I am exactly.
2: no, 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 it's okay. And that comes up with, we were talking about the retcons too, right? Um, we're getting way off Snoke. I remember we're, we're eventually going to bring this back to Snoke, but this comes up with the retcons too, right? Where it's just, you can just see them tripping over each other. We have this established backstory of Poe, right? We have his parents in the Alliance, doing that whole thing, working with Luke, get the tree. It's in the comics, right? And then all of a sudden in episode nine, no, he's dealing in spice as a kid. Mm. And it's like, I guess that could go together, but we never really see his parents die so what happened?
0: Right. Like what, we we introduced, what, get introduced to his parents on Endor yeah. in the comic. And then there is a book that came out after the movie to explain that backstory, which I have not read yet. And I'm interested to hear it. But honestly, I don't think it's going to ca- it's not going to cauterize that wound. Um, yeah. And
2: it, it's the, the problem is that the two things are so clashing.
0: Yeah. That
2: it feels like then when the book comes out, it's just band-aiding them. Right. Um yeah as opposed to other things. And it's just, again, I'm going to keep jumping all over the place here because we're all... A, here it's a hard...
0: It's, a, we're talking about three different movies that are very yeah, different, and that's why it, I think we're doing that's
1: that. That's why it's so difficult. Yeah. yeah. And it's, 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 it's actually... I, yeah. I want to know something that you may have read right about Poe. Was Poe, like, from, like, you know, we know Princess Leia was Rich, everything, was Poe's family wealthy as well? No, his were family, any, his family were rebels. No
0: they are both rebels um, that fought in the Battle of Endor. Mm-hmm. And then they basically had, like, they conceived of poe on endor yeah. and then he was born yeah. into that family and then eventually i guess came into the new republic after his spice i don't know yet i haven't read the book but i guess his yeah, spice I like, like, first, the spice came first the most and because yeah. what would well, give the him assumed. the
1: reason to do it Exactly. what's the no
0: motivation
1: if yeah. you that's what I'm saying if you're wealthy and you're bored and you just want to go off yeah. and do something that's one thing if you're poor and desperate and you need to do something and these guys come through that's another thing mm-hmm. but if you're if you're just neutral and it's like okay I was like, oh I'll Spice Why? Yeah. (laughs) Your family is fine and you're okay. You're you're agents of the new Republic or whatever. What the hell do you need to do this for? Exactly. (laughs) Right. And
2: so at the same time, I I was just saying that, you know, stuff in, in books shouldn't be used to then justify things in the movies. So I'm not super going to hold that against Poe or, you know, that point. Yeah. But it's just, it. You know, you you put out all this stuff and then they all start screwing with each other because the, the retcons with with hucks and all this stuff. And then again, going back, because this was something I thought of, and I was trying to think of a better example, but the only thing I can think of just establishing threat um prowess, or I guess just the scale of it. I was I was thinking to myself, like, what is, what is a sequel I can think of where they do bring in a new threat um and, and do it in a way where I can understand it and the only thing I can think of and I might lose some of you guys because this isn't even close to, to sci-fi is uh, at, the, at the moment only the only thing I can think of is Boruto um, so I'm gonna dive into that real quick. If anybody doesn't know, that's uh, there's an anime called Naruto. It's the sequel to it. But when they bring in the villains from the yeah, no, I, I can see it. like <laughs> already me off. Cross, yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Boruto, but they basically establish the threat in Naruto. Where and I I hate it. I hate the fact that the last villain in this like ninja fantasy world is an alien from the moon. Uh, spoilers for Naruto. If you haven't seen Naruto, I'm sorry. Spoilers I'm, from I'm, Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right i'm sorry that I'm, I'm spoiling something that's like i think i don't know Too 10 old. years old now. really old maybe. now but, no. yeah um so in boruto those people start showing up again and i watched it for a little bit um and but that's the whole thing is they just they're, they're literally just people they just show up and they're doing stuff but as far as we know So far, I stopped reading it, but when they're at least introduced, they're just—they haven't taken over all the villages. You know, they haven't—they're not this grand scheme of, like, 10 billion people that are oppressing everybody and blah, 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 blah. It's just, you know, they're people. And they're there, and they're working on some stuff behind the scenes, and we're not too sure how big they are. But when they finish at least Naruto, Shippuden, Gaiden, it's just two people. And then from there, it starts getting weirder and momoshiki, and that's a whole other thing. But, you know, at least started off with something that, where we understand that it's a small power. So if they had done the same thing on Episode 7, where it's like the First Order is just emerging, and now we can start to see them coming out and start taking over the galaxy, and then they bring in Starkiller, I feel like that would have meshed better.
1: See, see, and you can compound that with like, okay, they're just starting, and the Senate in Hosnian is trying to discuss this new threat that's it's coming out like, yeah. like, would be, a what, great, are that'd be great. what are we gonna do? I'm trying to figure it out. But and you show that and it's just like, okay, but over the next five years they can't figure it out. And then yeah.
0: boom, Here it is. you have
1: what they are and then you can yeah. do the whole Jakku thing. Cause all that's gonna happen anyway. It just doesn't yeah. have to be the first thing you do. I think yeah, exactly. some preamble and, into it.
2: Yeah, and then you, you have the same plot line go, and then they attack Starkiller Base, and they blow up Starkiller Base, and it looks like a victory, and then you can have that thing at the end where it's like you see the First Order still slowly emerging from and it wasn't uh, even there the unknown yeah.
1: regions because guess what from that first of what are we going to do and in that five years or however mm. long since they've built this because they've still been growing and you still don't know what to do because you yeah. you don't have a military anymore because you said oh we're newer but we don't need one and now all oh. of a sudden you've got to yeah. put oh, one back God. together so yeah. all that's gonna take time and in that time you're wasting because you've destroyed everything they're building up mm-hmm. boom there you go now you actually have a setup yeah, we're yes, getting and now and now you can retain the underdog versus giant encroaching. Exactly. Empire. It's just now, the empire does not been? control everything. How long have we been on this platform? <laughs> 2 yeah. hours. Almost. Yeah. I mean, you mean yeah. me you can't do that? It's ridiculous. Although, again, I'm 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 going to
2: simultaneously play salt like uh, fellow salt master and and uh, devil's advocate. I appreciate mm. it. We have been thinking about this for multiple years, right? Yeah, that's Certainly. true. And, and we were given fair, a these story these to talk about. But like,
1: like, these are the first time we've mentioned these yeah, ideas. But the thing too is like
0: we we you know, it's not the best story to go off of, but we do have a story that they tried to create or three separate yeah, and, stories. And, it's, it's, and now easier put our... to, it's
2: easier to improve something that's already been made than fair Yes. Great so
0: the one thing I want to talk about, because we're kind of getting off the story aspect. Now we've kind of but, jumped sorry, back into just it. Just Assault
2: Master a little bit. All the Mandalorian was original. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But how amazing that was. Yeah, no, so exactly. It's, but it's that same thing we talked about, right? When you have the story group and you have the people who actually,
0: you know, have no a concise way, plan story, yeah.
1: that works. It'll work. It's better. Because so, they're fans. They know what fans are looking for. I think,
0: the, I think one of the points that I wanted to bring up, because we talked about it in the past too, and I just want to bring it up here to keep it here, is that you guys are right. I, I have, I've just brought this up. We had novelizations, you know, where they, co- they put scenes back into the movie where we had Kylo Ren going to the bog on Mustafar to talk to that baby alien thing where it was telling him about the the Sith artifact that allows the, the Wayfinder stone or whatever to go there. Mm. And he has that conversation and he's talking to this thing. And that's a whole thing that is canon that happens, but it's only in the novelization. It was a scene filmed, but cut. And then there are other things too where, I don't know if it was filmed, but it was in the concept art, sorry, that it was in. But there are other things too where it's like, it is in the novelization, but it is not there. Or there's key yeah. elements that were cut from the movie to keep it shorter. Mm. that it wasn't in there there are other things like in the comics that try to bridge gaps between things that we don't understand you know and there's other things in other novels that are like here's the baby first order a little bit but like that's not in the movies and 90 percent of people aren't going to be reading those sadly you know that's why we do our, our temple archive stuff is because for the people that don't read them if you want to kind of know a little bit more about you, you do right yeah but think about why
1: they're not reading them in the first place these movies have inspired nothing but so much anger that nobody wants to see any not more true. of
0: what they do that's not just like there are people out there that really enjoy this and like sure i the that's i would say correct. i'm in the middle ground right like i uh, yeah. I, I, I like but compared some our, yeah
2: yeah but but compare sorry and yeah you're right there are people who who, who love it and they exactly mm-hmm. they enjoy star wars right they they might not be as insane as we are and that might be why or it's just they genuinely like it or and again
1: think of again i'm doing this from the perspective of a casual viewer or trying to where you know nothing about any literature coming out you watch the movies you've watched all three of these now or you've watched seven and you were like okay then you watch eight and you're like what then you watch nine flashy (laughs) i got what i got because those are the movies. Hmm. And again, it's it's again, it's again the Harry Potter thing versus this. The books were there. How many, t- how many times do you hear now, oh, the book was better than the movie. The yeah. book was better than the movie. The book <laughs> yeah. was better than the movie. All these things that you just said, well, well, this was in the book, but then they cut it out. So the book was better than the movie.
0: All three were books better yeah, than the yeah. movie, even though the books were still, you know, exactly. movies, but just a little bit more, right?
1: And this the thing is, well, the things it's the not books, that the, the books the books weren't made before the movie. The mm-hmm. books are trying to fix the yeah, movie. Not, bandaid.
0: Not, no, no, actually, that, that's, I would say, inaccurate. I would say, so what they do... So the books were made before the movie. So, so this is how it works. So we have, as far as I know, sorry, let me bring my hands down here so you guys can see. So we have, number one, we <laughs> For have... all those audio listeners. <laughs> yeah, script being made, right? Okay. And then we have film being filmed, and then we have uh, novelization being made from script, okay?
1: see again I...
0: the movie gets filmed all the scenes get filmed they cut it they edit it they make it they bring it down and then it starts to become from this wide thing it funnels into this is now the movie whereas the script mm. is basically um like the initial script and the initial ideas and stuff like that those things get filtered into the novelization but they didn't get filtered into the movie because they didn't have the time or they didn't think it flowed well or whatever it was right so this, yeah. this the novelization but i would I say should... is in parallel with the movie, but it takes a different course because it can be longer. But I feel
1: like, it, I feel like at that the point, wrong then thing. You're making... It should be the other way around.
0: Mm. Because
1: well, if... Well, maybe not the other way around, but all these important, like, story-building points yeah, yeah. that you have in the book that yeah. should be in the movie because they are building up all these things are mm. not there. To, that just doesn't make sense. So now it just seems like the movie's completely disjointed and shouldn't be a thing at that point. Because if you have, like you were saying oh, Kylo Ren running through this thing, then all of a sudden he's and he's gone. But yeah. now you have the whole, in the book, you have the whole conversation about why and what's there and what he has to do. Because the bug is, is questions you have to ask it, right? What were the questions that he asked to go up to find this thing? You might know them in there. We don't know why he's there. All we know... Yeah. Sorry, I, that, I just had a complete... No, 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 that's fine. I was, I was going to okay. say, okay. like, you I, 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 kind of, I kind of agree there. It's like, it's like...
2: That kind of middle point, where like, yes, you have these ideas, they get filtered down, put into the book, and then the other stuff that they think is important stays in the movie. If that's the case, I feel like some poor choices were made.
0: Yeah, oh, no, hundred and ten percent. I would rather because, have seen a longer movie with more plot points that made more sense
2: and at least more context. Because exactly. one thing that really bugs me with the sequel trilogy that the original and the prequels managed to not do is lack of. Points. As as Ed said, as a casual viewer, I don't know the names of most of the planets. In the sequel trilogy, right? I know Jakku because they, you know, say it a million times, like they do in the original and the prequel. And Kanto Bite for some reason. They mention Crate once. They never mention Akto. They mention Kijimi like once or twice. Mexico once. Pretty f- right,
0: a decent amount.
2: Again, but it's most such, of it's... the planets, like the the planet that I can't, I, like I remember, I know I knew the name at one point, the planet that they're on at the beginning of episode eight that they were also on in episode seven. The Resistance, uh, whatever that planet is—that weird jungle planet they're on—that's yeah. basically a Yavin knockoff. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that name, even though it's the Rebel base. I, you know, I don't know that the same. The, they literally land on a planet that's the exact same in Episode Nine. But I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what the the planet. I am assuming it's the planet of Endor and the moon of Endor. I don't know. They don't say. I can't remember the desert planet because they only mention that like once or twice in uh, – Pisa- oh, it's it starts with a P, Pasa something. Pasana, I think. Yeah, Pisa- But I only know these names because I then go oh, into no. it afterwards mm. and have to, you know, figure it, like go into resources afterwards and find all of these things. It's not like in episode one and two where it's like, you know, if they say Camino
1: a million times. They make it very clear that it's Camino. We're and on Geno- Naboo. And, 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 Naboo. This and Naboo, exactly. And th- but see, yeah. here's the other pride point, though. Why do we need to have all these new planets? Why can't they be happening on places that we know? And that goes to show, okay, the the, the First Order has a, an impact on the mid-rim, because here are all the mid-rim planets that you're on that we know about. They could be in the Outer Rim, but we have Outer Rim planets. You have Tatooine, you have... Because she's mid-rib, never mind. Uh, you have Belsavis. <laughs> you have all these other all yeah, other places yeah. that they could be. Because I don't think there's a prison on Belsavis in that Republic time anymore. It's just a planet. Oh, use it.
0: Right. So there's... It's, uh, it's uh, got yeah, infrastructure.
1: Yeah. It's got everything. It's still got all the Eksha and all those other people on it. Yeah. Hell, bring back the Rakata if you wanted somebody <laughs> to fight. Yeah, yeah. They're all there's dying a few that I... and
0: losing their foot. But there's so many other... Mm, sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to bring up... You brought up a really good point. Why use new planets? I think it was because the... Pride! it's either pride or it's fear of bringing up something and you know doing something controversial on those planets but they blew up ilum that's my that's my point that's my point so (laughs) ilum is the only place they did and it was after the fact right and then the other other yeah i
1: I hate cutting you off of this but exactly with that bring up Ilum, they blew it up. Why blow it up? Because it's from the past and we don't want the past anymore. Yeah. Now we'll find a new planet to get our crystals from. That's and the biggest they, thing then that, start all that. that really and it's irks like, a
0: lot of people is that they, yeah. they take a planet that was tre- cherished in you know, the prequel trilogy and stuff, and then it gets completely annihilated. But like then... not just
1: cherished. It's the only one we really know now. Yeah. It's yeah. The, And since they've done that, we've gone to Ilum in first order or not first order, sorry. Fallen uh, Fall Fall order, order sorry. right? Yeah, yeah. We've we've gone. That's they bring up Ilum there. They bring up Ilum a couple other times in some other books, and then even in even in the High Republic now, everybody think about well, Ilum was where they go to get their stuff, right? So yeah, Ilum's that place that we we destroyed, and because we destroyed it, we own it, so we're gonna use it all the exactly. time, and right. But think of remember what happened to Cathar with the Mandalorians, and all that, and then they st- um. The, yeah, sorry. The, and what
2: are okay. thinking about that? I just want to yeah. uh, point out. You bring up a good point because mm-hmm. at the time that Ilum was blown up, we didn't have Jeddah. No, Rogon was afterwards, right? So yeah. at that point, it's just all the Ilum, all the sorry, all the Illum, all the kyber crystals are gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, you were saying Cathar.
1: Um, there's who's who is the um. They're looking. They look like cat people, but but that's beside the point. Oh, Zygerians? Yeah, sure. From but Cathar's th- already th- been through some. Craziness with the Mandalorians and everything—they're trying to rebuild themselves. Imagine if another tragedy happened to them, where maybe it's not Kashyyyk this time, with the Wookiees. Maybe it's the Cathar that are getting oppressed, or whatever like that. If you if you see that, just think about it. Think about right away. Some people are just like, "Oh my god, again!" But you have that because there's already established things that have happened. You're not eliminating it. You're you're paying an homage to it almost, and you're being like, "Man, it." Friggin' sucks that these guys gotta go through so much, but that already gives you something to sympathize with. Mm. Whereas and we ha- oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead.
2: Oh, sorry. And we have perfect opportunities for that because and I hate this planet. <laughs> it's because they use Canto Bite, but Narshada exists, right? And it's just like you want a you want uh, a planet that's literally
1: scum and villainy and underworld gutly, you know Hell, evil. If Nar you Shaddai- don't want to if you don't want to use Nar you have Tatooine, you have Hada itself, yeah. yeah. right? It's a shithole, but you have it. You have and all these places.
2: Exactly. And Dan, you might be right. Sorry, we, we just like slammed through your points, but yeah. uh, you might be right. It might have been fear. But the problem is that it comes off as pride because then we have interviews like Kathleen Kennedy with the Rolling Stones saying that they don't have 3,000 page novels to pull from for the sequel trilogy. And then that makes it sound like pride because then you're just ignoring it yeah you know regardless of whether or not she actually knew about that stuff in, in the extended trilogy and whether or not the directors who worked on it knew about it mm-hmm. you know when you say things like that it makes you sound uninformed i don't know right. whether or not she actually was but that's what it makes you sound
1: like because then it makes you go through a whole storyboard because you if you have to do that you have to put all these planets up on the whiteboard and say, "Well, we're not using this, and we're not using this, and we're not using this," and erase the entire thing because all those are not extended universe; they are already established mm. that are used in the extended universe. Exactly. Because we still go, think of uh, Koran Horn and everything like that. They go to Bothawui. They go that the Bothans. That's what I yes. wanted to bring yeah. up because yeah. the the whole Rebel Alliance and everything. They were imagine uh, revenge from the Empire to go attack. Uh, ba- to go to siege them again or do something, right? Mm. But you have all these places and all these. Heck, go to Ryloth again, Go to something. You know yeah. how many Dan? You're a big, you're a big Twi'lek lover at this point, right? Yeah, man, good. Like, like how can you imagine if you were just like, oh no, they come down and they start blasting a village of Twi'leks, you would have been pissed off right away.
0: Mm. So it's like, so there's like we said, there's a, there's a lot of points that we really <laughs> didn't like, and I think it really yeah. does. We we all agree it does suffer from. Mm. Having separate directors and writers for each movie. And
2: and I mean, not having a, a concise plan. Right. So yeah.
0: I think that's where the story group could have come in and said, Hey, we get what you're trying to do here. There are some yeah, better ways of going help about make it. More it. Solid. And that's I think that's what they lack there. And I think it's because they're like, you know what, we make an episode seven. There's no way it could be crap. And it wasn't mm. I don't think it was crap. I think it was a good intro, a good intro, not a great intro, to the yeah. sequel trilogy um and then it just fell apart with episode eight and then you know episode nine tried to bring it back but you know didn't do a good job they they went they sorry i was gonna say with with all these points i feel like Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that we can talk about is it's inconsistent it's unplanned and that's where we get our frustration from for this Mm -hmm. um like i mean listening to you guys talk about this like you are so passionate like like you guys talk really fast and you're talking really like like high like higher up right and like louder because you guys are so passionate about because you care so much about it and it's not that you know you hate everything that's going on you just think you know there are points in here that really could have been avoided that were not even thought about or if they were thought about it was for a split second and they were like no no we got this yeah, you know, and, and
1: yeah, exactly. There's two things that'd save it for me. The first one is if they show, if they had people in a room talking like this when coming
0: up with seven, I forgive a lot. what they did with the High Republic with the sequel trilogy. It would have yes. been yes. awesome
1: because at that point, I can I I be able to see the people who are like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you doing? Are you insane?" Because then you can see that person there
0: who's fighting for us, who's trying. You look, would be able to. Sorry. Go ahead. Look at the Higher Public. This is a great point for myself. And I'm so proud of myself for coming up. With <laughs> but I'm just tooting my own horn here. But so look okay. at the Higher Republic. Oh, yeah. Because much- I haven't
2: been doing that this entire time. Right. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look at the Higher Republic. Look at the passion from all those authors and the people that are involved, mm. the editors and everybody involved exactly. with that. And look at it. All three books that have been released, all three novels, are New York Times bestsellers, two of mm. which are number one, and they've been on there for uh two of them have been on there for four weeks one has just come out and it's on there for number one for young adults or young readers or i think young adults.
1: but it's great people people want to see the good they want to and they want to see what can happen but you see with episode seven you went from being too fearful or no too cautious not too fearful Mm. and going back playing it so safe that you have a carbon Mm -hmm. almost carbon copy then you go for too edgy because, you know what, people are saying we're too careful, so let's go completely out of the box now. But they went down, out the box, down the street, and into another state. Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Yeah, they, made, they made a, yeah, exactly, they made a completely different movie. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, we get, and it's, again, it's that pride thing that comes through more than fear, where you get the director saying he didn't make a Star Wars movie for the Star Wars fans.
1: So it's exactly, so it's like, what the hell did you do for it? Why did they pay <laughs> yeah. you? And, I'm and sorry, it's, it's, I'm getting worked up. No, no, it, you're
2: right though, because we've had the, we've had this discussion yeah. before. Where it's if you were making a Rogue One or a, or a solo, then that that's fine because it's not the main trip. But when you say that for a main movie, it sounds insulting, and that's where you get a lot of backlash you are, from.
1: At that point, you are so far up your own ass yeah. that like I don't care if you're a great director or whatever or whoever whatever plot it's and things come yeah. from before, and everybody's saying, oh, he's great, he's great, he's great. Sure, for that stuff. You're yeah. not working on this. Focus on this. You're not you're making it for yeah. this. That's exactly because cause tweak
2: those tweak that situation. If you go into a cake store and I give you a cake and you eat it and it's full of meat. Yeah. And it's full of like yeah, meat and like bread. And you're like, what kind of cake is this? And I go, Well, I didn't make a cake. I didn't make a cake for the cake fans. This isn't for you. You came in here expecting cake. Why? It's
1: like what? Well, are you insane? I, it says cake. It says cake store. Bring us, bring yeah. us back
0: in. Bring us back in. I think, yeah, we all agree that it is definitely the 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 how do I put it the the, un, the planning of this of this sequel trilogy was what killed it. In all in all honesty, that's really what took it out. And like we haven't even really talked about the the overarching plot because there really yeah. it, there really isn't not- one. I mean, yeah, they, huh? it kind of fits together if you put, if you took a jigsaw puzzle and forced a piece of another puzzle into it. That's kind of my, like, how I think about it, you know, yeah, to a degree. Yeah. And so, it's,
2: moving. It's making, the, it's making the square block go into the round hole.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you, if you think about it. All these there squares are, make a circle. Yeah. If you think about it, <laughs> like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I don't know. Fun things that were done in these movies, and I feel like mm-hmm. so, I can't remember who said. I think it was Noma said they're doing it to be f- like they're showing all the flashy stuff rather than focusing yes. on the story and stuff. And you know what? I I agree with that mindset to a degree because like you're looking at you know the one plot point with the hyperspace jump it through Sno- Snoke's star destroyer or whatever, right? And it's mm-hmm. I love that scene because of what it did in theaters to me like it literally cut out all the sound it jumped this oh, huge yeah. vision like it was beautiful yeah. and that's the cinematography that i, I want to get argue into that. later yeah. but like it, it like concept wise doesn't make sense but it mm. is beautiful and i love that but it doesn't when you have a, a story that is as big as the universe of star wars it is hard to do something like that and then say okay now we can't do it ever again because x y z yeah, whatever. which
2: is yeah and then we get that explanation in episode nine and it i thought it was hilarious because it, it just destroys Holdo's character in episode eight but um like you honestly, know honestly it, it's yeah this is it's cool. it's it's when you exactly when you just throw stuff out for the sake of it and then other people have to come and figure out how it makes sense and plug everything up it's it just it you know because you didn't talk about this beforehand it all starts to conflict and fall apart and it shows if right?
0: yeah if you're if you're watching these movies Non-episodically and just by themselves, mm. they're okay. They're fun to a degree. But at the same time, it's like, if you're looking at in an episodic format, which is what they're intended to be, it's hard. It really is hard, especially as a someone mm. who like us and like a lot of people online are huge Star Wars fans and get into the nitty gritty. And, and my thing is the consistency through the entire story, which is part of why I love Star Wars so much because mm. there's all these threads that get pulled, but they all fit together. And I think... Pulling things from the EU is great. And we've sh- we've shown that with Thrawn. He's mm. making his way into The Mandalorian, which is crazy. Thinking from a book to Rebels to The Mandalorian. Like, that's a huge j- jump. And it's not the same story he went through in the books. It's, you know, a completely, yeah, completely different, different side of Thrawn that we've never seen before. So mm. I feel like there's a lot of things that have been missed. I think you guys feel the same, obviously, with what we talked about. But, you know, for, for anyone listening, if you are you know if, if you're listening by now oh my god this is <laughs> i am surprised but if you are still listening and you're like you know what there are some things i agree with some things that i don't agree with please let us know because i would love to hear somebody else's opinion on this exactly. of why yeah, you yeah. think they're good and, why and we've got, you got th- a bunch of you know
2: we've got a bunch of points on the story that we haven't even hit i, I don't think we're gonna have time to hit them now but yeah,
0: yeah. you
2: know we have more stuff that we can talk about with this so yeah exactly exactly what dan's saying if you've got thoughts if you've got your own opinions whatever they are yeah absolutely let's know.
0: So let's jump into like um, the fan backlash cuz this kind of fits into the backlash that fans had on the sequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I mean and, the and it
2: th- yeah and, and and people might think that from what they've been hearing we're going to agree with a lot of the fan backlash, but God no. Yeah, yeah, different parts of it because uh, the, the, there's you know extreme responses to the sequel trilogy, and then there's death threats. I mean, these are the things you know. You can ha- we, you know we all have our opinions. We all you know me and as f- from what you can tell, me and Ed definitely have, and and Dan, we all have a lot of problems with the sequel trilogy. But there's lines,
0: right? You know, it's like not,
1: you come to the table with a rational mind in order, you will get yeah. passionate because yeah. you're. A I fan. mean, we That's show expected. that here
0: for sure. We have passionate minds, but we also yeah. have to come at it like you said rationally
1: how yeah. many times do it could be in one episode it could be over the span of another but each and all of us at one point has played devil's advocate for something Mm. and that's important because it it shows that you're able to see either from the other side or see show the differing opinion just to be like well you know if this is a thing well maybe they did this because of this and this because this but like you have to also you can't just go and hate on something and hate on something something without trying to maybe you don't have to understand them but you have to try and see it from that viewpoint from somebody who's neutral or somebody who's just you know somebody comes up i don't know anything about star wars why is everybody so mad at this one yeah. well that doesn't seem so bad why is this and like you just need to have that discourse exactly and the most important thing is you have
2: to be civil about it like if you go back and listen to our old podcasts mm-hmm. you know especially me and you ed we say some yeah. very volatile things we get oh, yeah. very heated more passionate oh, than here yeah. we say a lot of things we say a lot of crazy things but none of us have ever you know gone to twitter and, and threatened somebody's life yeah we, we've never said Star Wars is, you know, we never said, like, well, actually, I've said something close to it. But I've never said I'm never watching Star Wars again. It's ruined for me. It's blah, 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 blah. You know, Star Wars is dead. They killed it. No, I said I have no investment in the sequel trilogy anymore. And that is Which fair. is still true, you know. Mm. Um, but I didn't then go and, be and you know, tweet the actors and the directors with death threats. Because it's, yeah. you know, there are, there are lines. That's just because I hate something doesn't mean I want to go out and kill them over it. But like,
1: like, even threatening it. It's just... It, I and I don't want to call out these fans too critically because at the end of the day, they are still fans. And even if, well, the if they're showing
0: are it down, Coming up with death threats and stuff? like That, that to like me, is mo- like most, you have... Yeah,
1: either it's people jumping on the wagon just to cause the boat to rock even more. That's, yeah, but far, I be- that's I, too far. I, I believe there are Way still people who are so... Maybe it's had such an impact on their lives that they're so profoundly...
0: like. There is no way watching a movie has that big of an impact to threaten the <laughs> I, life of somebody else. Come on. Like.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. But it, it goes to like, they are fans of everything. And just like how in politics you have people who are crazy on spectrums of mm-hmm. different sides of whatever. So like, it's still, if they're that kind of fan, they may be young, they don't realize or whatever it could be.
0: I feel like it's, they don't have the same kind of thought of, let's look at this rationally. They just exactly. get very emotional about mm. it, and then they do something that maybe they regret, or maybe they don't regret, but they've done it, and yeah, that's to the point. Everybody of they has just moments can't of keep, madness. They just can't keep yeah. the passion out of the the conversation. It's just only passion well, for them, right? And
2: yeah, and I get what i saying. Like we, you know, if, if you think about it, you can see where they're coming from, but it's it's you know you didn't like the movie just because you can yeah yeah, just because we can see where they're coming from doesn't mean it's the right thing to do right like it's just i don't know there's lines
1: exactly there Mm. there are those lines and you really have to consider them and like i can because imagine the day you hear rian john say like i didn't make a star wars movie for star wars fans you'd want to egg him you'd want to hit him you'd want to (laughs) do something in that moment yeah, And then you have to step back and take those three deep breaths and realize, okay, why he say that? Is it because the movie tanked, or is it this, or is it because it caused this division? Because if it didn't, and he went on and said that anyway, he was like, well, this guy's a genius at that point then. You'd have some maybe a completely different opinion, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's tough to really gaze like, I want to be out there screaming on the streets sometimes about this kind of stuff, and I'll take the opportunity to talk to anybody about it. But I always go in, and I've had to train myself to do this. this, And and this is it. For people who say they're Star Wars fans and everything like that, you could be a fan of the Jedi, you could be a fan of the Sith, whoever you are. But always remember what it was trying to promote. Always remember that, because Mm -hmm. there's, you know, at the end of the day, yeah dark side does lose and everything like that because it is destructive and in a in a society that you want to flourish and grow and everybody can have talks like this and without yeah, fear yeah. of being the door breaking down and somebody taking you away and stuff like yeah, that because you just like you. So. exactly yeah. you have to show that and you have to like uh people how many reasons oh star wars oh, you're such a nerd oh, what you <laughs> mean, it's like no everybody's into it now everybody there's there's hope, right? Yeah. You have to show that, like, you're not some, yeah, batshit crazy. Because that's what they're <laughs> going to view everybody as. At exactly. That point. I mean, because I mean, your
0: voice yes. is the loudest. Take take it this way. Like, Star Wars is about hope. Star Wars is about connecting to other yeah. people. Like, that's yeah. what the force is, is. It's connecting to everything and everyone, right? And mm. look at Ed. Ed has a passion for Star Wars. Not just Star Wars, but the Empire and the Sith oh, in shit. general. Right? Like, <laughs> those two things are like, if I think of Ed and Star Wars, those are the things I think about. And then I'm like, oh yeah, he loves Mandalorians as well. But it's the mm. dark side that like really gets me with Ed. And he still sees that se- the series as a beacon of hope, right? Mm. And that's that's exactly what Star Wars is. It brings people together. It, 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 it binds us, you know, like <laughs> it's all these things. And I think that's the main thing that we, people should be taking away. Yeah, we didn't like the sequel trilogy as much as other people did. And some people loved it. They think it's flawless. I don't agree with that opinion, but they're (laughs) entitled to that, and that is fine. It still brings us together. It still brings everyone together. We still talk about it.
1: Have their opinions. You can't go and take a lightsaber or a blaster and go strike them down because their opinion is different than yours. If that was the case, everything would be boring because everybody would be on the same way. This, you have, you have something to fight now. But you have to, you have to go into it showing I have my points. I have everything here. Or why I disagree with you I'm and then here you go You're, you can still think that at the end of it if we've mm. still come to an impasse where we our goal can't is not to change someone's each other
0: mind, it's to just voice our own opinions on it exactly why yeah, we, we have enjoy discourse it. and that's have... that's a great that's a great
2: point because the I, I mentioned earlier right the the friends that I've argued with who who say that episode eight is going to be the next episode five I don't agree with that right I don't mm. think any of us here agree with that I don't but I'm still friends with them I'm still good friends with both of them.
0: Right, you don't, you're not like, oh, well, I'm going to go, all of them. I'm gonna go through I these more than two at this point, terrible things to you and your family. Yeah, like, that's not yeah, how that I, works. I've been, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to
2: turn around and be like, well, then you deserve death. It's just <laughs> like, yeah. no, I, I don't agree ridiculous. with
1: you. Ridiculous. Yeah,
2: I don't agree with the, with the, with what you're saying. And, you know, I, like I said, I've had a bunch of arguments with them about this. Mm. And we're still at the exact same point, but that's fine. Because at the end of the day, you don't need to agree.
0: It brings your friendship closer with, together. And,
2: to yeah, exactly.
0: Like, well <laughs> i mean it's an argument yeah, it's still, but it still so, brings you together to argue yeah exactly. you, can, <laughs> right?
2: you can you can live with people with differing opinions it's just you know you just have to there, it's compromised that's the world right yeah is just understanding that not everyone's going to be the same as you the other you person have to kinda...
0: that really suffered from this stuff was kelly marie tran i don't know if you remember back yeah, in the day un- when, un- when she un- was un- brought that into was... it and people it's... were doing the same kind of stuff and being very race, racist towards her and, mm-hmm. and saying all these terrible things and so she actually left social media and she is she said since i think that you know she's happy that she did she's yeah. overcome this is what i'm trying to say and you know it's it's sad that she had to go through something like that it really is i am glad that she made it through but i mean like those people that really went to her and and said those things that that's awful and, and it's it's, it's yeah it's yet. such a confusing it's, thing to me because she's not
2: the sorry, she's not the first person who's suffered from this kind of stuff, right? It's it's, I I've never understood, and I'm not trying to say it's like, oh, it's not as bad for it. I just I've never understood this thing of you know not not liking something in a film and then going after you know the actor, the actor Joffrey syndrome the,
0: with the, exactly, the actor, right? I was, was gonna yeah. say
2: actor who did Joffrey. I can't remember his name unfortunately, but yeah, Joffrey I, Hayden Christensen, Ahmed Lena Best,
1: Hed- Jake
0: Lloyd, Lena
2: Headley.
1: I Ooh. brought this up with a co uh, maybe, maybe oh, five yeah. hours, yeah, six Jake hours Clark. ago. Sorry. I talked about the exact same thing where it's just like yeah. you, you, they've done their job so well that you go out right. and you see them in public and you're going to punch them. Yeah. You have to be able to, to separate reality from the fiction.
0: Exactly. I can't, people, people, some people can't do that it's,
2: it's these yeah. it's these knee-jerk reactions right because we, we it's not even it's not even this in this industry you have the same thing with uh cyberpunk which is a game that i was looking forward to for the moment it came out which is what like eight years ago now and you know i played it and it's it's a it's a it's a good six out of ten but it's not what i was ex- i was expecting like an eight or a nine out of ten right yeah. but you know i played this and i hated so much of it—it it was just so annoying, all the glitches and everything. I don't—I don't then turn around and start going after the, the people. Yeah, well, the because I know you know I did research or I did research and I did digging, which is I think more than a lot of these people who then snap around and start attacking the programmers do. Mm-hmm. And you realize it's the management's fault. And again, as much as I hated it, I didn't go and send death threats to the management. But why would you? Why would I then send death threats to a programmer or a yeah. game animator? right
0: like it's it's okay to voice your opinion just say hey like this is unfortunate or this is this yeah. is really awful that this happened to the team like the management really should you know yeah look at what happened I, here yeah, and exactly try, you know do better next time or replace management Vo- voice disappointment
2: but then don't attack people right, right. like yeah. i can i will now say constructive from the top of the house or yeah constructive criticism or yeah just disappointment or just be right? mad. Like, yeah. I, I will. I will stand on the top of roofs and scream how there. There is no way in hell I'm ever pre-ordering another CD Projekt Red game because they've lost all of my faith in them from this. Just, just seeing how they were pushing that lie for so long that the game was ready and perfect and polished. Right. Yeah.
1: They told that's... us it went gold months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're still we're in this mess. It's like don't lie. Yeah. Stuff
2: like that. I. I will. I will talk about it for ages because again, this is a. a you know. Uh, just a problem with with I think the internet in general, you know I will I will talk about for forever how disappointed I am in the animation quality of like Dragon Ball Super or what they did with Seven Deadly Sins, but I'm not going to attack the animators because it wasn't their decision to make it look terrible. You know I can yeah because look at it, be angry, and then look into it. It's just, I don't know. It's just that and i feel like i'm you know there's people a lot not, of we're doing a lot of criticizing the internet right now but exactly it, there has to be that separation right you can't just go after kelly marie tran just because you didn't like the character of rose and i'll agree the character of rose is not good
0: but i don't I, like like you're saying here i think right. i want to clarify what you're trying to say is yeah like they went after her in a really bad way by giving like sending her death threats and all these things and you're not yeah. saying you can do that if she's a shitty actress you're just saying like you can voice that you know i didn't like her acting in this movie yeah that's fine oh, to say but, but <laughs>
2: that's the other thing i don't yeah it's like well and granted different opinions right i don't even have a problem with her acting it's just the things that
1: she says but i don't go after hayden christensen because his dialogue is is right. you know in episode it's two it's not bad. his that's the fault it's not her exactly. fault they are following what was on the paper and mm-hmm. can you imagine if you're sitting there being like you seriously want me to say this They're like yeah no you have to say that. that's what we put down. yeah but i want to make no that's what you're saying and it, yeah, and it's something that confuses yeah. me.
2: Like, do do the people who are who are sending her death threats think that she wrote her lines? Like, exactly. I you know, it's just it's it's that understanding. And I, I, Ed, I feel like you're right for a certain degree of it. I feel like after it starts picking up, there's definitely people who just jump on the bandwagon and do it so they can be edgy and cool and get their internet points.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just I don't know. It, it's it's just there's something that happened in the end and we're gonna go we're gonna go way off so so let's, just, move, yeah, uh, let's move
0: back on to the, we're going yeah, to the we'll, next topic so, so we'll, the we'll
2: start to get a little bit closer to it um but it's just yeah it's, it's it's this something happened in the internet at some point and i feel like it's just because it's so faceless where and people have talked about this for ages how you can just you feel like on the people feel like on the internet they can say anything that they want and it, it has no effects and it just i don't know it confuses me Especially these days when everything can be, you know, Modern. that's not true anymore. People can find you pretty easily these days. But that's a whole different thing. It's just, I don't know. I don't I don't get, as much as you've been hearing how much we disagree with the sequel trilogy, I don't know. I, I don't really understand pushing it to, to the degree where you wish death on someone. Yeah. Yeah. And well, tell them that
0: you wish death on them. We're it's pretty- just good segue into like how cast are you know dealing with what they have right so let's get into Mm -hmm. the cast and then we can end it there with the cast we had you know great actors and actresses daisy ridley Mm. john boyega oscar isaac adam driver Juno suetomo tomo um og cast and so many others Mm. um and i think you know a lot of people i really love their portrayal of their characters as best as they like i believe their characters of like those are the characters right and like there's never a point where I'm just like that doesn't feel like it's a character in star wars like i felt like they all had a lot of um a, a good acting of what they were given in this mm. sequel trilogy you know like they might and, not have yeah. been given the best story for that character or the best lines for that character or whatever it was and we've heard that from you know all of the ac- or most of the actors like john mm-hmm. boyega saying the stuff that he had to go through daisy ridley going and saying the things that she was going through in it as well you know mark hamill Hamill, yeah yeah, Yeah, he was even saying stuff about his experience and
2: i think you've got a you you've got the perfect point there because you know you said they did the best with what they were given and that's what i agree with because for some of the characters in the later movies like eight and nine like poe jumps all over the place he's him and finn's character are like never solidified but that's not on them right because
0: that's the storytelling yeah, the
2: story and the st- the story just keeps changing their characters between movies, right? Yeah. And you can see them all working and they all do good performances, right? I know people were saying, "Oh, Daisy Ridley's really stiff and blah blah." blah. I, I honestly didn't see it.
0: I didn't see that either.
2: Um Yeah, she she seemed fine to me. I loved Adam Driver's portrayal. Adam Driver like the Kylo Ren's great. the only character that I cared about in like at, was really inve- kind of invested in by the end of episode 7 and then yeah. eight and eight nine do some weird things. Um and no, they they all do a great job, I think, right? Like they all they all did as, I'd say they did as good a job as uh, the prequel trilogy actors did. Yeah, in my of course. Opinion. And
0: like, Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi and Ian McGregor is one of the most renowned characters in Star Wars. And it's a yeah, portrayal sure. of that character, you know? When well, I think Obi-Wan Kenobi, through, right? I think Alec Guinness, but the first thing that comes to mind is- Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor. And then we have uh, J- uh, James Arnold Taylor as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, don't exactly. forget yeah. Ian McDiarmid at the same point too, right? I mean, he's... You've seen him in palpatine, snowy, you everything, even in this. When when we were at celebration and he showed up on stage oh and my just, god. Oh my <laughs> god, right? So <laughs> even through doing that, like you you immediately you see him in just like the emperor's back. but I didn't even think that at that point was the thing. It's just like, oh my god, he's in it. I don't yeah. know. It didn't He didn't connect the dots because I we was so excited. And I think that was
0: another factor, that's probably why they got him on there and everything. Be like, check out good guy. Hey. And you know what the thing like in that moment with us at least I was with Ed, I think, and Noma, you were mm. trying to find us, right? When yeah, I, I was, was I was
2: stuck in the middle of the floor. <laughs> yeah. You're like,
0: I can't see, everyone's too tall. Um, yes, seriously. <laughs> and uh when Ed and I were like standing there, like, and everybody in the crowd, like even though episode eight wasn't the best, we still were super freaking excited for episode mm, nine mm. like yeah especially when palpatine was revealed like now looking back at it you're like okay the palpatine thing wasn't done properly in, in my no. opinion but you know what like at the time we, were, we weren't even thinking like that we were just like oh my god yeah back holy crap what does this yeah. mean all these other and things it, and like yeah, and, just and start you can hear some of our, i i actually i'm not uh, don't
2: quote me on this but i'm pretty sure you can hear some of our thoughts on it on the vlogs right we're thinking oh you know
0: Probably.
2: force spirit coming back as force spirit oh he's doing the the uh Uh, heir to the empire the the cloning thing where they're they're all rotting and and Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing and then it it comes up and yeah you're right it's it's just and again it's just it's rushed through it's just too fast because what else what other choice did they have and then it gets kind of lazy and kind of weird but honestly even germany
0: did a great job portraying palpatine holy crap in that movie he was like i didn't have a moment where i didn't think it was that was palpatine like he had everything that he needed to be palpatine and he did a fantastic job but... Yeah, and
2: exactly the words you know he delivers it great. It's just then the story just stops making sense. It, right. But that's not his fault, you know. Strike me down and you'll become me, and then she strikes him down and doesn't become him.
0: A very but underrated, any other fault. actor, I think. And people, you know, people love him and stuff. But I think mm-hmm. Junus, the guy who portrays um, Chewbacca in the sequel trilogy, holy crap, man! Like they're like I never really thought about it until like, he was kind of bring, brought to the forefront as like. Peter Mayhew's not playing him anymore. It's Junus. And you're like, oh, okay. But I didn't realize it wasn't him. Yes, you know, he like, knows, he does a fantastic... Right. He was mentored... He mentored underneath uh, Peter Mayhew to kind of get those mannerisms, get everything down. And man, oh man, does he nail it. Hmm. Like, there's never a moment, like I said, that I don't think it's Chewbacca. Especially in the moment when, like, Han gets killed. You know, like, I felt the Chewbacca rage in that moment.
1: I'm actually... Noma, if you were, if you're able to answer this, um, just on stuff like that, was, like for Chewbacca and his voice and everything like that actor doesn't have a little box that makes him do the growls and like that—that's actually somebody hitting sure it's like, him. Is I'm
2: it? I'm not sure. Yeah, so unfortunately we, we never got audio. We only ever got okay. um, a picture when I was working on stuff because we didn't need it. Right, we were just working on a, um, mm-hmm. the visuals. Um, so I'm I'm not too sure there, unfortunately. But.
1: Because I don't want I'm not trying to take anything away from anyone, mm. at all. That's not, as an actor, your craft is everything. It's not your cookie, you it's like my that, cookie. It's great, <laughs> yeah. right? But then for some, it's tougher with characters in costume because think of like a C-3PO. That's his voice, and it's it's so iconic yeah. that that actor is that. And for Vader, you have James Earl Jones. There's a lot of people who try to imitate it, but you can always tell.
0: Yeah, it's not him. You can mm.
1: always tell with Chewie; it's hard because we don't understand Tree Book. But it's, no matter but what I Han think says or anything Chewie has a specific
0: tone to it, right? Whereas we hear, you know, Wookiee's uh, on Kashyyyk in the games or in Episode Three or whatever. I feel like, like I can, I can kind of tell. Like that's not a Chewbacca roar. That's a different tone again, or
1: different. And that's why the. the... I don't. That's probably why there's no clarification on this. But it could—it could literally just be a button in a lab that he made for Chewbacca, and right. all they it's need true. him to do is go through the motions. Because like, if even you the think, motions are want...
0: good. Like even his yes. mannerisms. Yes, are, it's almost like um, Ahsoka in Mandalorian. Her See, mannerisms are what that, made but that but character. Also... Mm
1: -hmm. also ewan mcgregor and alec guinness when he said he spent so much time just watching that yeah that's the mentorship is such a big thing but like again i'm only taking this from i'm trying to take it i should say from the casual point of view Mm. and if nobody had told me anything about the mayhew and yonas stuff if nobody had told me that and i went in watching it all i think is oh it's chewy. yeah like there's I'm not yeah, trying, and, and I'm not trying to. No, put no, no. I, I get what right? you mean, right? Like, you know what I mean, right?
2: Yeah, because what you're trying to say is, is, um, like he does. You know, he, you, you're agreeing. He does a good job, but you're not sure if you would have even noticed if it was a different person. Basically, like somebody told me yeah. exactly. But and and so I think that's a good point because, um, as someone, God, I'm just I'm just tooting my own horn this whole time. But, um, as someone who also studied art, that's something that I realized, um, or I was taught very early on is that the The way you can tell if you're doing a good job is if people don't notice yeah. mm-hmm. that you're doing something off. properly, right? And because it, it's it's why when you look at like a bad drawing of mm-hmm. a person, for instance, you can tell immediately, even if you know because things look off to you because we can we can spot it, and we're very good, um, we're very good at using our senses to pick up on things. So visually. Uh, as humans, we can tell—you know—that's where the uncanny valley comes in, right? If you look at something and it looks too real, you get weirded out. But it's that same thing with everything, right? So if you can see someone, at, so yeah, we we can't really tell right now if, uh, you know, what a ba- an actor playing a bad Chewbacca looks like, just because we've never seen it. But I guarantee you, if we did ever see it at some point, then you would have had that that um, realization. He's almost not like, moving it's like it's Chewbacca. It's uncanny not
0: valley like, type thing where you you notice something's weird, but you're not sure what. You're like, yeah. Wait a yeah.
2: minute. And and right, like 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 we said, Jonas does a Junus uh, does a uh, sorry if I'm butchering his name does a good job, and it's because he he's still playing Chewie as that, um, as that character. And you're right, Ed. Like uh, you know, it, it's it's hard to tell because a lot of the voice you can't really see as much or things like that. Mm. But um, I feel like that makes it harder for
0: him in a way like you have because yeah mannerisms. because
2: because it's all it's it's all um I can't remember what they called it I because I used to do drama stuff too but I'm not going to go into that cuz I was high school stuff mm-hmm. um I can't remember what they call it but it, it it's like movement acting basically and he he I think that's where it comes in cuz if someone else had taken it and they hadn't studied under Peter um we might have gotten a much more gruff Chewbacca that like yeah. uh you know throws his weight around or uh, sure. like Peppy Chewbacca—that doesn't look right because he's—he's you know nodding a lot and really reacting in,
1: in the background and stuff like that. See, um, I, but I think that's where Disney actually failed with a character, okay? Um, because they tried to keep him too close to the original. Han dies in seven. We hmm. still see Chewie in eight. We still see Chewie in nine. He doesn't seem all that affected by it because he's <laughs> still a good playing point. to that. Yeah. But
0: that's not the character or the actor. That's the story. Yeah, that's just because they didn't give
2: Chewie anything to
0: do. But no, that, that's but why I said right. like Disney you're failed at it, not yeah, not yeah. the actor himself. Mm.
1: Because at that point, I would want a gruff and rough Wookiee. I would mm. want somebody who's grieving. I would want somebody who throws his strength around because he's strong. And you know he is. That the Falcon, that shouldn't have gone to anybody else's hands. He would have yeah, probably went yeah. down with her. Scrapped it somewhere because it's, its 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 owner is gone. His life that he couldn't save him. He couldn't honor the debt. I'm surprised Chewie's still around and not gone off like Luke or anything yeah, like that. That's,
2: no, that, yeah, that's actually a really good point is, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. They, they, he should have had his own arcs. Yeah. But then all we get is him getting a medal and
0: pretending to get blown up. And to be is sad he, and, for that one scene that we got in the yeah, episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. And nine, Seven. because that that's, but that's it, the thing. It's like, okay, you've learned everything from the act who you came before. Great, you're doing nothing different then. Yeah, but yet we don't want anything before, and we're going to change everything. It doesn't blend, and it doesn't go together. Yeah, because Disney so,
2: just didn't just push them away and and wanted to sell the new characters. And
1: and so that's it. Where it's just like you can you can praise the guy for learning from Mayhew and doing everything like that, but there's a certain point where you have to make the character your own. And I think they had the perfect opportunity to do this and to let him. Okay, hmm. you have your basis and foundation from what you learned from him. Now picture yourself in this situation. You've just acted this whole thing out. You roared and everything when that happened. They, they did that kid. with
0: Rogue One because he also portrayed him in Rogue One, or not Rogue One, Solo. Um, when like Han meets Chewie, like we see like a really rough and grumbled Chewie because he's pre Han, right? He's yeah, yeah. In a cage but- and
2: he's yeah,
1: in exactly. a cage and he's messed up and he's been yeah
2: but that's that's the whole thing right in solo he's one of the main characters yeah.
1: right so, so you're so seeing that friendship long. build up and i think that's, yeah, and that's,
0: that's appropriate yeah. for that character
1: for sure oh well, yeah but but i'm like, saying up to now saying, yeah, all those well, years are you kidding me and yeah, then but, to have no sort of mm. lashing out or anything like, mm. does it show the a sense of sorry
2: yeah so no no sorry like it's um It's the fact that, like, what he's saying is like in the sequel trilogy, there should have been more more stuff with Chewbacca, more stuff happening, and they just because, like, we were saying with with the story, because there wasn't a concise put together plot, it was just people throwing stuff out there. Right, he ends up getting
0: right, yeah,
2: right, but not you know they killed it way too hard and didn't have a a plan for the future because all that happens, it's it's one of the unfortunate side effects is you know you're you're. Fight, you're grappling with all these things. You're trying to fix because you didn't have a plan. And mm-hmm. Chewbacca ends up being a casualty of that. He just gets pushed away, and his character doesn't advance. Exactly. And I think that's yeah. the
0: thing with the OG characters we're talking about is like with like Han, Luke, and Leia, and Chewie, um, even R two D two and C three PO as the original mm-hmm. cast. But like they, they all, all did, sports? they all did their trails of these characters as well as they could with what they were given. Mm-hmm. Cameos. You know, that's like, all it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but. I mean, they for all the characters that, like, came back to this movie, for the scenes that they were in those scenes and for the times that they were portrayed by these actors, they did a great job at saying, this is Luke, this is mm-hmm. Leia, this is Haunt Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. once I it's, think it's, that it's this just... is not the characters. So I, I would say VR, the cast overall did a yeah. great job, even yeah, the new ones. It, it...
2: Yeah, I think I think the point where we're <laughs> we've been yelling through is that all of the actors did a great job. The problem is that their characters were squandered.
0: Right, and yes. that is exactly yeah. why the story inconsistencies would have solved so much about this. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Having a plan.
1: Mm.
0: All right. I think that does it for the plot points and stuff uh, that we're going to be talking about for uh, this episode. Uh, the next episode, we're going to be talking about some uh, of the fan feedback we got from Reddit and Twitter. So uh, keep your ears out and eyes out for that. But let's head into the outro for this episode, guys. All right, welcome to the outro. Um, and yeah, like I said, we're going to be covering the on the next episode. We're covering a lot of the feedback that fans gave us about the secret trilogy and their thoughts on it and commenting on, on what they've uh, brought up. So, Ed, you want to let the listeners know how to contact us for the podcast?
1: Absolutely. If you want to be one of these people who definitely gets their questions right on the air, you can find us over at voiceoftheforce.com. Uh, from there, you'll be able to find If you don't hear them clearly enough through here, you'll be able to find our email and social media tags and you can respond to us or contact us through those. Our email is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. On social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at, at voiceforcepod. Retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets or messages or anything we have on Instagram is really appreciated because it really helps grow our listener base and that means that we get more opportunities to do things like this. Um, But please listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. I think we got a new one just recently, Dan. What was that one?
0: Oh, That was Amazon Music. We're on that now, and you can listen to us on that. If you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you get it for free, the Amazon Music app. And you just got to download to your phone, or you can listen to the browser, I believe, as well. Um, And yeah, and you can get all the episode art on those, I think. Well, like Spotify, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, Spotify's episode art is great. Because every because i've been listening to the podcast uh, and just like looking at every new thing that comes up for it uh what actually comes up on the home screen is just like oh i see the episode image first before i even see the name and i'm just like that one's funny okay yeah, so I now i know what episode podcasts, this is
0: and i don't get any of the episode art. i just get the the uh, show the title yeah well, no, uh, I, okay. I get the episode uh, title and everything but in like mm-hmm. how long it is but like the art is just like our logo for the podcast That's cool. Uh, I do want to get some special stuff. Spotify and Amazon. All right. And uh, thanks, Ed. We'll uh, see you guys next time. And uh, with all that said, this is the Voice of the Force podcast. My name is Dan. This is Ed. And that is Noma. May the Force be with you.